0: Hello, and welcome to The Process, a podcast about creative people and their creative processes. I'm Marina Price. I'm a guest host for this episode of the show.
1: And I'm John Lee. Kevin is gone. <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> where, gone. Is he, gone. where is he going? Where, where did he go? <laughs> I thought you were going to wait later to Where, ha- where
2: has he gone?
1: <laughs> what?
3: Oh, Kevin, is just got,
1: Kevin is out of it from doing
2: <laughs> 27 hours of improv. Sorry I gotta I gotta start Sorry. off with the jokes because this episode is not funny. <laughs> I, I think it's great.
0: It's All funny. Right, let's, There's some jokes. So for the, talk for Marina for
2: the time.
1: intro. Uh, this is our intro. This is our intro. Kevin. Right, we we'll just check I'm in. How are here. you?
0: I'm doing well. I uh, got off of school today. Got off of work. I'm I'm pretty happy. I'm done.
1: I'm super tired. Yeah. So, okay, this morning I had a rough morning because I had to work at 8 30. Oh, geez. And I'm like about to leave the house at 8 15. It's gotta
4: be real hard,
0: John. It mm. is. Okay,
1: so I had to work. It's about to get worse. Mm. And like, I'm like leaving the house around 8.15. and I just like turn around and I promptly vomit.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, just like
1: out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I, I didn't even feel that bad.
0: Are you hungover? Yeah.
1: No. I think I just ate like some bad salad or something.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, I feel fine now, but like I called in sick. I was like, maybe it's like the stomach flu. It's not, but. I was just was like, oh, I was like, all right, time for a great day at work. Wait, got to puke first. Just like, kidding. It was just just... got
0: to get that out real yeah. quick.
1: And I'm like a big, I don't know about you, but I'm like a huge wimp when it comes to vomiting. Cause yeah. I only, I, don't, I, I do it like once every three years. Yeah. So my body is just like, you're done for the day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> no more. That sucks. Yeah. That's so, weird.
1: That was my eventful morning. Great. And it's just like,
0: did that kind of set the tone for the rest of your it day? It Yeah, because
1: yeah. everything, like nothing, sounded good after that. Mm-hmm. And I just laid in bed,
0: mm-hmm. like, the, eh.
1: like the garbage that I am. <laughs> so you,
0: threw you up, didn't have John. to go to work. I didn't know you
3: threw up.
1: I did. I wanted to save that story for
0: <laughs> for, for, for this for on. this intro. Yeah. yeah. Great.
2: I left in my bed because John didn't want me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Great. Kevin, we want you back now.
2: All right.
1: Yeah. When did uh, when did we record this episode? Do you remember? Uh,
0: um, That is a good question but We could go from Friday We could we go, could from go from Friday. Friday. I was last
1: recording it Yeah,
0: it was fun, yeah. I had a good time okay. Kevin was, talks a lot I was nervous to be a host, but I actually worked out okay You yeah, prepared stuff? Was good. Yeah, I had a little yeah. list of questions You prepared
2: more than we have ever prepared, ever prepared
1: wow. Except ever. for the first episode uh-huh.
0: Did you prepare yeah, a you're lot? Right. Yeah. Mm. I
1: think we prepared for the first episode And after that we're like, we've got this down Yep, like, You know how
0: to do <laughs> it You can wing it from here
2: So I did the Improvathon I'd probably do it again, but I've been very tired for like three or four days. He's drinking a NOS energy drink. Yeah, which is terrible. I haven't done this since like yeah. I worked Graves, and I reject. I reject all energy drinks. I think drinks I've had a NOS it. since like ninth grade. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, it's my it's my energy drink of choice, but it's too much. I don't want it. Um, Red Bull. You I should hate this.
0: Not drink it then.
2: Yeah, well, it was in my fridge because I didn't. It. I didn't drink it at the Improvathon. Uh. Um, not ex- that's not a good enough excuse. <laughs> and today, I actually did a phone interview for the Western Front, which is kind of oh, cool. nice. yeah. oh, did you really? For what yeah. uh, Did they, for did they a... ask you to tell to tell them about yourself? They did actually, oh, and God, I was yeah. like uh, about improv. Specifically. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I've got a whole hour of content yeah. I can mm-hmm. give to you. Uh, no, it was just about Tarnation, like the upcoming Western okay, that we're okay. doing at the Upfront. Did you plug and, uh, the show? Did you plug this show? No. no, I should have. I could have. Uh. Uh, I plugged Satellite Auditions. Uh, no, but I, it was like a really, br- it was a surprisingly brief interview. I feel like I said nothing and contributed very little. Mm-hmm. Nice. And she's like, all oh, right, thank you. Wow. Perfect. Thank you for that. <laughs> all right. I decided that you're boring. Uh, <laughs> no, well, no, she just wanted to know about the show. And I was like, oh, it's a Western. And I kind of described why it's different from like other formats. Right. Other than the fact that it's Western. Uh-huh. There's like, some mm-hmm. interesting stuff. And uh, I was like, yeah, I've never done it before. So I can't, couldn't tell you what the old format was like because right. we just changed it. Mm. <laughs> nice. So sorry that I'm useless. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I said, yeah, I've been at the theater for two months. Never been uh, in a for two months. Yeah. Well, I've been it's at weird. the theater since September. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then I said, oh, satellite auditions are May 14th. Yeah, I'm I'm this be article in those. Going up. You could plug it and then people could audition. So
0: there you go.
1: Coolness. Anyways. Spreading the word. All right. So we're at six. Okay, I'm going to cue you.
0: Okay, you Um. so now we're going to join them. In, no. no. Oh, Wait. You no? can do it. It's got to be no, said in a specific show. way. She
2: can do however she wants. All right, fine. She doesn't have to Wait, say it. Wait, what do you mean? Now no, I'm no, nervous. No. no, just say it. All right.
1: I'm,
0: I'm fine. so nervous.
2: John's the one who gets like so caught up in yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. It's not sacred at all.
1: It is sacred. I don't care. Then how can we say it at the same time every, every way? It's
2: just a habit. Uh huh so you
1: you care on some level.
2: <laughs> no, it's just a habit. It's like I don't I'm afraid of what will happen if I do it differently. Like what if? Uh, but you, you know, you've never I'm, done it
0: before. Well, so. I'm just going to say okay, I'm going to say it like this. So, okay. I'm I'm Marina again and I'm here with Kevin and John and now we're going to join them in a conversation that is already in progress.
1: Perfect.
2: Um,
0: great. Perfect.
1: You know, I've I've always wanted to turned. start I've always wanted to start an episode with and we've been joined. Mm-hmm. Hi, just oh. get it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now you're like dictating where I have to fade in on this later. Time. Yeah, I know. Oh, this is great! Know. I get to edit my own you episode. Get to edit your own <laughs> <laughs> own That's gonna be awful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be that? awful. But I also get to make myself look really smart. That's you true. Do. That's true. Or I'll just That's feel true. bad about so everything
0: say I say. Smart things. Yeah.
1: That's. I don't know. I feel like that would be a lot of pressure. Editing. I don't know. Actually, it's not because there are certain episodes where like, it's sort of like, oh, I, don't, I wonder if like so and so is gonna be okay with me living this in. I think it's okay, but with yourself, you're like you know. You can just check I'm, I'm, with yourself. Exactly, I'm,
2: I'm me, so you I know own for self sure.
1: Ask questions?
2: Huh? Kevin, I I'm could my... like I could edit in uh, yeah. like I can re-record. Yeah, parts. you can. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can. Yeah, 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 can. You can. Yeah, it's like a much better recorder. Yeah. Like you hear us than you hear up, you. Like, and you're like, I don't. Well. I don't remember him talking about that. It's like that. very rehearsed. He's yeah. so well
1: articulated in the actual <laughs> version. <laughs> Uh, I can't, I'm afraid that this is gonna run like three hours because you have so much so. stuff. I go, yeah. We don't have to ask you about all the stuff.
2: No, just like all the, the stuff. important stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've, well, I've tried to come to terms with the fact that like I don't gotta say everything. I can say something yeah. later. What, what you wanna matter? say everything though?
1: I do, but yeah. there's too much. You got you got, you got your rehearsed got answers. Focus.
0: zero in <laughs> <way> on. <laughs> it's
1: just a conversation. Yeah. Do you feel weird being on
2: that side of the? Microphone? I do, and I have yeah. like two people to look at, and I'm just like, who do I look at? Oh no! You don't have to. Most people it's just most options. people just stare at the ground. What did you
1: do?
3: Um, you
2: just we had one microphone at the time, so we it did. was easier. Cause I there's all this like distracting stuff. We actually uh-huh. before yeah. sat in like a tiny like circle, circle and so okay. it was way easier. That makes sense.
1: I just um, looked
0: at whoever asked the question. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or the the wall. I, n- I, I didn't know. think about that. It's a lot of stuff to look at. I don't know. know. I
1: just I just stared at my feet. That's a lot easier because I didn't want to make a connection with. You are. Jake. <laughs> Kevin usually checks the time, but he's the guest.
2: Oh, he's making. John's making me do everything. He doesn't have to do going. anything.
1: He needs to be pampered. Would you like water? Someone
0: professional.
1: Uh, I foot, had to make my own coffee. A foot rub. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, so, so your house. I'd be
0: in my own house. <laughs>
1: like, I got to clean my room yeah, after this. Why, we
0: should record. And My back just like hurt. Are you okay.
2: Okay,
0: oh, to no. No. the podcast. Gotta man, take no welcome to age twenty-four. Old man, <laughs> Kev. <laughs> it's downhill from here. Whoa. Pretty much. <laughs> You okay, yeah, okay. Did you huh.
1: when's the last time you did heavy lifting for for Arby? Uh, I don't remember Well good or like
2: was that two weeks ago, ago.
0: Two it weeks hurt? ago? Just No,
2: I just oh. hurt out of nowhere I just like oh. bent over and I was like I'm still young and spry I can lean over Maybe like, it's all the spry. physical
1: movements you do at the upfront theater. Are mm. you f- are you a physical guy? You're pretty physical yeah you're decently phys- physical thanks jar yeah.
2: no one's not ever like, said that not, before i
1: don't mean like that as an
2: insult i i, I
1: like,
0: like
2: you... to think of myself as very strong,
0: <laughs> strong i'm like, man. I'm, like, I'm like
2: huge i'm
1: <laughs> like an athlete cool. yeah.
0: I'm basically an
3: athlete um
1: so i'm struggling to ask the first question because i don't know if like <laughs> if uh
2: do you do i need to ask myself the first no
1: first question? well okay i'm just i'm just deciding between comedy or music in my head oh man um I mean, what? What? If, I know. I know the listeners want to hear about improv for sure. Do they? Yeah,
3: they. They do. Of
2: course, <laughs> they do. Uh, now that I'm here, they I'm do. like not convinced they yeah. want to hear anything. But they of
1: do. Of course,
0: they do. Kevin, they want to hear come all on. about you.
2: They want to hear about.
1: I want to hear. Okay, I decided. I want to hear about Brokbot. Okay. My first question, sure, is how did
2: you come up with the name Brokbot? Yeah. Um. So actually, I before I was. Okay, since I since high school before I could even like play music or do anything, I was writing lyrics. And I was like I always wanted to be in a band and I was like uh-huh. it'd be so cool to mm-hmm. be in a band. So I was coming up with like band names for like forever and they're all terrible. Um, and wait, then eventually, can you throw out some terrible I really don't names? want to. Okay, that's. I would love to. Hear I that really don't want to. I actually like. I. I. I am thinking in my head. If I was on that side of the mic, yeah, that'd be a great question to ask. <laughs> I just don't want to say okay. them. They're bad. Have, have uh, you disclosed these names to anybody? Yeah, <laughs> okay. my friends make fun of me for them. Okay, uh, my friends wait, back home. Okay,
1: wait. So did you actually have? Uh, like friends in high school you're like okay let's let's all get together
2: and like start Uh, a band or was it just like like, not really I had I had like friends who were musicians and so it always kind of was like let's kind of write something Mm -hmm. Uh, even in like middle school I kind of played the drums not really but like I I had a drum set and that was kind of the extent Mm -hmm. and I took like four lessons (laughs) and so (laughs) like I mean we would write like write half songs kind of and Mm they're always bad okay um and then yeah and so it, I didn't really, wasn't musically inclined, I guess, until, I guess my senior year of high school, I think I got a guitar, and I, my friends, I had two friends who were kind of teaching me, um, and I would just go over, and it was like, this is how you do this, this is how you do this, right. um, yes. and so I... I uh, towards the end of high school, or maybe it was the beginning of college, my band name was Somber Sombrero, which okay. I think is, like, a great pairing of words. That's great. That's pretty good, Don't yeah. uh, be embarrassed by that. But is I it... also was... I well, No, that one's not embarrassing, <laughs> but I also <laughs> was, like... That one's not embarrassing. And, and, like, I wore a sombrero for one show, yeah. and, it, like, at the time, I was just like, it's not a big deal. Uh-huh. But then it just it was, like, there's enough white people, like, dressing in right. other cultures, right. like, stuff, and I was like, I, I, I can change my name. Like, I'm not uh-huh. so attached to uh, Somber Sombrero. Mm-hmm. And so... I was just kind of like playing around with like uh, I I just like the idea of like a broke I think there's a vonnegut line or something about like word something about robots. I don't know if it's vonnegut it's something about like being broken robots or something I like the idea mm-hmm. of like a broke down robot and mm-hmm. I was like okay well how can I combine these words so it sounds good and then I just was like oh uh, and eventually it was just like broke bot it was like clean uh-huh. it's easy it's mm-hmm. aesthetically pleasing uh-huh. to me I like the letter K probably because it's in my name <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah and it's- you didn't
1: th- you didn't. When did you officially start going? Because I feel like when I met you, that wasn't a thing yet. Was it?
2: Uh, I think I was still Sombra Sombrero when we first met. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I know I've done open mics here in Bellingham uh-huh. where... Uh, definitely, because um... you just had your
1: name as Kevin, and then one day mm-hmm. it was like, Brokebot. And I was like...
3: What? yeah broke
2: <laughs> okay I, I want i think i, I actually might have used to introduce myself as kevin on. yeah yeah when you definitely did. and and then i was like yeah. I, I need to like push uh-huh. my brand my music brand yeah um yeah so that's the story that's the origin story of broke Bot.
0: Okay. very very cool what yeah. would what would you say broke pot style music is no uh words.
2: i would say i mean a lot of people just call it acoustic pop punk and that's mm-hmm. probably accurate uh i would also call it maybe folk punk um mm-hmm. but that's just It's kind of like, it's acoustic guitar, so it turns into folky. But I'm also, like, inspired by, like, a lot of, like, kind of folk, and also specifically folk punk, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I also just grew up listening to pop punk, uh, and I really like catchy... I really like catchy pop kind of melodies, but I also like introspective lyrics and so uh in playing really really fast (laughs) and so it's i don't know that's just how it's
1: kind of come out so when you were writing lyrics if you were to look back on those lyrics we're like wow this
2: i'm I'm ashamed of these or we were like you know
1: what this still this still holds up
2: oh uh it depends for the most part i hate like everything i've ever (laughs) written uh until recently there's like a few so i i have how how old
1: are you when you started like Like, writing like writing
2: lyrics Probably, yeah. well, it was kind of also poetry. Probably like our sophomore year, okay. sophomore year in high school. Maybe or actually probably earlier than that. What like, did maybe... you even learn to write the lyrics? Uh, you just a question you... for the both of you. I know just <laughs> you just start doing it. You just, do start, it. just start yep. doing it? Okay. Um and they were so bad. Uh-huh. They were so bad. I like I was trying to be really like now I'm like really blunt and straightforward with a lot of my lyrics. Like I kinda like almost anti-metaphors where like it's Uh, a comparison mm -hmm. but it's not like it doesn't actually help you understand the image because like Mm -hmm. i I used to try and emulate um lyrics i really liked which at the time were very like metaphorical Uh or or, what does this mean yeah what does this mean ambiguous and that kind of thing like american pie like
3: (laughs) yeah just like american pie what does this (laughs) represent and
2: then it just it, it wasn't i don't know i would get into like these these I would get writer's block and like Mm -hmm. i would just start forcing out metaphors and i was like i don't i'm not feeling this Mm -hmm. and so um so i look at my old stuff i'm just like what a pretentious piece of shit (laughs) like this comparison doesn't Mm -hmm. deserve to be written or like no no one cares Mm -hmm. (laughs) no one cares about that and so uh now i i usually try to have quote unquote clever lyrics i guess Mm -hmm. like i like i really like the sound of words like I, i like lines that even if they're simple they just like sound really good together mm. so i really like assonance which is like uh the middle part i think that's what it's called it's yeah. like the middle yeah, parts yeah. of words like kind of sound oh, I thought the same you meant that word just in um particular yeah but that's like where they don't it's kind of like a slant rhyme because like the words uh-huh. don't have to rhyme mm-hmm. but they have like kind of a similar like sound to them yeah so i really like doing a lot of that in my lines um And I don't know, like even today, like I write, I think for every song that I play in front of people and continue to play, I've probably written at least 10 half songs that I just hate Uh (laughs) or like I'll start it. I'm like, this is great. And then a week Mm -hmm. later I look, I look at the lyrics or I listen to what it was and I was like, this is bad. I guess Mm -hmm.
1: what's, what's your oldest song that you're still performing? (laughs) Yeah,
3: that's
2: a good question. Um, how is this for idealizing your beauty is the name of the song. How is this what? How is this for idealizing your beauty? Oh, for idealizing. Uh, it was, I wrote it. I must have still been in high school because it before I could play guitar. Um, mm-hmm. So my friend actually wrote, he actually wrote the vocal melody too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote the guitar and the vocal melody, um, which is probably why it's so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like he taught me it later. And so I, uh, it's a song all my friends like, but uh-huh. I, I, even that one is, mm-hmm. it's really whiny and like self-indulgent. And right. I, I try, if I'm going to be like whiny about like something petty, especially, I mean like a lot of my songs are about like girl problems. Right. I mm-hmm. mean like like any anybody. But yeah, oh. uh, mm-hmm. I try, if I'm doing that, I try to make it self deprecating enough where it's like, or like reflective enough where the song doesn't become a, just about this whininess. Mm-hmm. And back then I didn't have that. So it's just <laughs> like, this purely no like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just like, I'm sad and I like this girl. Mm-hmm. And well, I guess how, so how, do you, how do you
1: tackle like, I'm sad and I like this girl without being whiny? I mean, like, is it just, you just have to own the whininess? I or? guess. I mean,.
2: Uh, I don't know. Maybe all my songs are whiny. They probably all. Are. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say you're pretty whiny. Thanks, John. <laughs> Thanks, it's the pop punk um, tradition. <laughs>
1: Sorry, did you have did you
0: have a question? Um. Well, I was gonna say like what kind of you were saying like in the beginning you were writing yeah like a lot of whiny songs and you're like not even that kind of music anymore. <laughs> but what kind of music was there any music we were trying to like emulate or something? Um, any bands in particular who were
2: actually a lot like of the well or- I I think the bands of music that has like carried over now. I think in in like high school when I was just writing lyrics and mm-hmm. I wasn't writing the music because I didn't do that yet. I think I was inspired by like a lot of. Grunge and also just like shitty rock music. Uh, mm-hmm. like I definitely had had, I, I think in high school, I took this point where like middle school, I liked a lot of pop punk, I liked actually some good pop punk mm-hmm. and like some bad stuff, and just some other like punk music in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and then high school, uh, there was like this social pressure to like at least for me to like like rock music and like metal, and so mm-hmm. I kind of changed music I listened to, I think based on a lot of social pressure. And like, so I listened to, I mean, Skillet was my favorite band, oh. and that was <laughs> one of my favorite bands in high school, right. and like just like a lot of shitty music like that and so but then i also discovered nirvana at that time and like uh kind of other grungy stuff and so i used to kind of write like that i think um but it was always still pop structures and Mm -hmm. then towards the end of high school uh was when i started getting into like um say anything and brand new um and i guess Mm -hmm. other stuff like thrice and just like kind of like indie rock kind of stuff um oh and deer in the headlights is just like they're still one of my favorite bands. And like th- that kind of opened me up to like a whole world of like indie rock sort of stuff. Right. Um, cool. Or just like, just, just like new music. And so I would say, especially late high school, early college, like brand new was probably one of my mm-hmm. biggest influences as far as like my writing style went. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't even like my favorite band. They were like maybe my top 10, top 20, but mm-hmm. like their style wait, wait, was something band? brand new. Oh, brand new. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- their style was something I really wanted to like, th- that was why I like to write. And then that's kind of shifted more. Um, in the last few years, I guess. So,
1: can you tell us, uh, uh, what what are you what are you tackling now with Brokebot? With mm-hmm. Brokebot? Yeah. Um, or, or, or uh, do you want to tell us? I don't
2: yeah. know. Like, what's, I, next? Like, what's, what's next? What's um, next? It's like lyrically or just yeah, like product I mean, like, I mean, general. I was supposed to put an EP out on March. I Wood. know,
3: <laughs> what happened to an EP? I lost, I
2: mean, we'll get into it. Wait, two. what was the name of that EP? Um, it's still going to come out. It's Solace and Something. Solace and Something, okay. And it's basically just like a breakup EP. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of. it's. I'd like to think it's a little more reflective than that. But it mm-hmm. was like, I had all these songs... Um, about my ex and like leading up to the breakup as well. Uh-huh. Um, songs actually from like a year and a half ago that I had started writing, and so mm-hmm. right. they're all kind of, kind of coming together. And it's also just like, so from a year and a
1: half ago. So like, so you start <coughs> writing it a year and a half ago, and you wouldn't about, say well, it's complete until.
2: No, there was there was like songs that were from like a year and a half ago, and oh, I, I like I finished okay. recently, yeah. uh-huh. and they're just they fit thematically. And it's mm-hmm. a lot about like there was a while where I was like isolating myself, and mm-hmm. like I felt really lonely, uh-huh. and like. I was blaming myself for a lot of that. And then like this breakup happened and then it was like part, it was, I was still blaming myself and then, but I was also just, like, upset about it. And then it kind of, I don't know. It, it, by the mm. end of, there's, like, this trajectory through the EP, right. hopefully, mm, where okay. it's, like. Cool. So, that, so that's the main uh, thing. Kind of resolves. The break.
1: So, I guess, post, post EP, right? What's it, EP? post-EP, post right? the ep Yeah, it's let's like, say, because
2: like, I'm still working on it. It's going right. to come out. When's <laughs> it going to come out? Uh,
1: March 4th,
3: 2017. <laughs> March 4th, all right.
2: <laughs> no, it's, oh. uh, it's just <laughs> a matter of getting motivated,
3: but. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but right. I want to know, like, what, what, what have you been writing after that? If, and if you, have you?
2: Uh, I've been writing a little bit. I mean, okay. I've just been in a better place this year. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Happier which songs? kind of, yeah. um, it's, it's harder to write when you're happy, which oh, is like yeah. such a cliche oh, thing, oh, yeah. but like, yeah. uh-huh. um, but like I'm kind of in like a new dating situation right, right now mm-hmm. and it's like been really cool. And like, I mean, it's been like kind of casual, but also like not in a bad way. It's just right. kind of been mm-hmm. like a nice thing, a nice change of pace. And so I've written a few songs, um, like about her and, uh just kind of like being in a better place. And they're just like fun. Like I I had this song that I wrote like three or four years ago. Uh, I guess it was three years ago. Three? It was almost four years ago now, maybe. But it was was when I was in the dorms. It was a song called Laundry Day. Um, And it was just, uh, I like briefly met this girl like downstairs while I was doing laundry at the dorms uh-huh. and I was just and like even then and now kind of like I would just like fall for people really really quickly yeah. and like really hard just out of nowhere and I was just like oh she's I so to write a song like, about great songs And and like I remember holding the elevator for her she like ran up and then as we were like going up she was like hey I really like your shoes and yeah. I was like
3: <gasps> oh my god thanks no thanks
2: I bought them I bought them I like Myself? them too yeah. Yeah. From that song? <laughs> Uh no because no, it's um, a lyrically yeah. and like Melodically, I actually still really like it, but mm. structurally there's, I don't like it. It's like A, B, A, B, A, B. It's just kind of mm. a boring structure and uh, there's like three or four chords. It's just really repetitive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, I've been writing, I think when I'm hap- like writing happy songs that I don't have like a lot of stakes in, I write songs like that where there's a lot of wordplay. There's a lot of just like, I'm super awkward and lame. and right, like, yeah. uh-huh. But also in like kind of a funny way, like making mm-hmm. fun of myself and like making fun of myself for having feelings. And, like, right, yeah. And it's, uh, it's just fun. I don't know. It's And so I'm writing like that again and I, it's kind of a nice change of pace because I was just, ri- I was like in a really heavy spot writing-wise right. for a while. Well,
1: okay. your songs are always just, they're just a blast they thanks.
3: are
0: yeah thanks john thanks so, uh, yeah. entertaining. <laughs> so entertaining i feel
1: like i've said this like three times on the podcast already yeah but at the open mic i would always make sure i always went after you because it was like yeah. the only musician. everybody's <laughs>
0: all hyped up yeah, yeah. like
1: i'm gonna mm-hmm. go after kevin because his songs are always Aww. fun thanks john Hi, and, but like energy. like one out of five times you're like my song's
2: sad this week <laughs> <laughs> no i think you yeah. followed yeah. me after like one of my slow songs yeah. at the time you were like hey right. are you playing a sad one today, song today? and this is like before i really knew you i was like yeah, I mean, yeah. it's kind of, it depends on your perspective. Uh-huh. It was,
1: like, it was super sad. I was like, well, dang it. Like, well, you got
2: you know, on stage. I remember, like, the crowd was, like, not giving you, like, anything. <laughs> and then you were, like, you cut your set earlier. You're like, all right, I'm done. I'm John Lee. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt
0: so bad. I was like, no, that's my fault. Bad.
2: It was my
1: terrible <laughs> jokes so at the time, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. So let's, I say, let's talk about comedy now. <laughs> comedy. All right, let's do it. Let's do, yeah. Um, so let's, uh, I'll just, let's just talk about the transition to main stage. Um, okay. Yeah. So or improv. Maybe... Improv. Or yeah. No, I want to go back even before that. Before that. Let's go back <laughs> to the beginning. Mind. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay. When were, when were you born? No. Um, <laughs> January seventeenth,
2: nineteen ninety-two, in the Good Samaritan Hospital in San Jose, California.
0: All right. And
1: answered it. <laughs> Twenty-three years later. No. Um, twenty-four. I'm twenty-four, 24 John. Twenty-four. I'm sorry. He's twenty-four. Um. That's right. Because of the hurt back. Uh, um, uh, West was was Dead Parrot open rehearsal? Was that the first exposure to improv? No,
2: not at all. Um, my mm. first exposure was probably in seventh grade. Actually, um, wow. yeah, a long time ago. Long time yeah. ago. Wait, wait. Now. Is that
1: when you first did it, or was that when you first?
0: How
2: many years saw it? ago was that? Oh. uh... <laughs> i was like 11 was math. i 11 or 12 11 or 12 so it was like uh 13 uh, ish wow. years ago um nice i guess i was exposed before that to whose line whenever that was oh, right. on mm-hmm. um i mean i feel like that's everyone's first exposure right. which is right why it's cool that i'm like performing with ryan styles now mm-hmm. yeah. it's like oh very very cool big deal uh-huh. mm-hmm. um <laughs> But no, in uh, I was in a drama class. So when I was in middle school, we had like we didn't even get to pick electives until eighth grade. Oh. We had like what was called the elective wheel. So um, unless you were in band or something, like you had to do three classes. So seventh grade, I think it was art. Uh, it was like video journalism, and then uh, you did like a third of the year was drama. And mm-hmm. so in the drama class, we just did like improv games, mm-hmm. and that was my favorite part of the class even then. Um, and I remember there's this game called the um game, and it was just a mo- you would go up and monologue based on like a suggestion and uh, you couldn't, you had to go as long as you could without like stopping or using filler or saying, um, or ah, and everyone else would get out in like 20- 20... like torture. Yeah, it was <laughs> but, like cool, fun torture. And so people, most people would be done in 20 or 30 seconds, uh, and then uh-huh. I could go for like 10 minutes. There you go. So she wouldn't let me go first cause I would just go to the end of class. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, that's, that's not, that's like barely improv. That's just right. a fun game. Still, you're, you're like, right? I'm good at this. I, I can do yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. And then. Just, I, you bring I, it up
1: at every occasion. <laughs> you guys want to play the um game? <laughs> no, totally. I would.
2: Because I. I got to stand up in front of the class and be like, oh, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I get to talk for as long as I want. You and you can't everybody stop Everybody has to me. look at me. Exactly. <laughs> I, rem- I distinctly remember two topics I had to talk about. People would try to give me stuff that there was no way I'd know anything. Uh, mm. And so I talked about Barbies, I think, for one of nice. them. And I talked about golf for another one. I think I, f- I talked about fingernail... Why do I remember this? I, I talked wow. about fingernail polish for another one.
3: Wow.
2: Um, and I would just kind of weave a story about... Like, I remember with fingernail polish, I, w- I was like, and then I went to the park and I painted all of the things of the park with my fingernail polish. And, like, <laughs> did <laughs> you say um once. Didn't say um once.
1: So I guess, how did your improv process change from... So when's the first time you were actually, like jamming like
3: oh on a well basis. and
2: that was well eighth grade was because i took drama in eighth grade and okay. that was we did some freeze and that kind of thing uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then i think that was the last time i actually did improv until college oh, yeah. uh, because i don't even think my high school had an improv team and i remember i would go to a comedy sports in san jose every now and then yeah and uh they had they offered classes kind of like that front does and i always wanted to do it and i just never did it and mm-hmm. then once i got to Western, which I actually transferred. So it was my junior year is when I transferred right. here. Mm-hmm. And I someone in the dorms said, hey, you want to go to the Dead Parrot show? I'm like, what's that? He's like, it's uh-huh. improv. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. sure. And so I went, and it was amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a really good of show. Yeah. And uh, of, then they advertised like, the open rehearsal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so... I decided we decided to go to that, and he went with me to the first one, and he just I think got so nervous and just stopped going after that. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: I was like, I'm gonna keep going, Uh and so I did, and that was that was really my first exposure to long form as well. Uh, Um, Cool. So,
1: yeah, Uh, yeah. So that's also remember. How I mean, how gung ho were you about? getting on the team was that like a huge was that like end game or was it just like oh absolutely I'm have fun
2: i don't think anybody goes to parrots without wanting to be a dead parent
3: <laughs> i mean
1: yeah, but it's sort of like uh, there's like i was like i remember when i was like freshman sophomore it was like i will i will jump off a cliff to get on the team
3: wow yeah
1: and then yeah i mean were you were sort of in that same boat too or was it, uh yeah absolutely
2: yeah. i mean i i don't know it was hard because um and this is breaching a little into act two. Uh-huh. But I remember early on, cause I didn't know anybody cause the right. one guy I'd been going with, right. um, stopped going. Mm-hmm. And then you get to dead parrots and everybody already knows people. Everyone right. has kind of yeah. friendships there mm-hmm. and nobody goes to improv alone. But I really, I, it was something I'd always wanted to do since uh-huh. middle school. Mm-hmm. And so I was really excited to be there, really excited to be doing it. And I was like, I want to be on the team. I want to be yeah. that cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, I showed up, but I was, I'm, I feel like I'm like outgoing in really specific contexts, but going to a group of like a huge improv group, yeah. with, like 80 people, Half of whom at least are super loud and like yeah. confident and outgoing, and everybody knows people. I just get really quiet. In and those there's settings. like that ten minutes of
1: like the club hasn't started yet, mm-hmm. but everyone's like, just hanging out. And talking. Oh, and that's, just talking that's to each I that. Oh, mm-hmm. the worst. Um.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, I I Sounds built bad. up this momentum, and I feel like I was getting better, and. Um, I mean, I also was only at Western for two and a half years, so it's like I'm not gonna attribute this is like the oh, reason I didn't right. make the team. Yeah, but right. uh, definitely this the spring quarter of my first year here, I felt like I had some good momentum going. I'd done both showcases, and I felt like I felt myself getting better. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and then um, <laughs> this is really gonna be act two. Okay. Um, but uh, I had started kind of seeing the person, like the person who's gonna be my girlfriend. But we were like uh-huh. kind of seeing each other. Uh-huh. But it was this thing where. I really should have taken it as an indication that we maybe shouldn't have dated and we ended up dating for two years, but it was just like really shitty for me. And I was really depressed Uh Mm because it was this kind of like, uh, how much do I want to reveal? Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) She like, she had come out of a big relationship, so she was really hesitant and that's fine. But she would also kind of string me along. It was this Mm -hmm. kind of thing of, we'd have a day where like, it was really great. And then the next day she'd like kind of treat me like shit. And so it had me all messed up. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I, re- I just had really bad anxiety and depression, and actually that quarter I was the only class I've ever gotten a D in my entire life in. I got a D uh, right. that quarter, oh, yeah. and I remember so that kind of mess up like
1: your creative juices oh, a totally. little bit. Oh, totally.
2: And I, I when well, I still didn't have any friends because I was still kind of quiet in the uh, at Dead Parrots, uh-huh. and so I remember there's this one. Uh, rehearsal that I was at and I'd sat down and I think we had even, it wasn't even like the beginning we right. had already gone to separate rooms and mm-hmm. I just remember like I was there and I had just this kind of anxiety attack and I was just like freaking out right. and like re- just so uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I just uh, I left and I just didn't go back for the rest of the quarter uh. Um and which sucked and like all my energy was going into like kind of dating this person mm-hmm. and just like dealing with the kind of fallout. Cause I fall hard as uh. we've already talked about with mm-hmm. Laundry, mm-hmm. laundry girl, yeah. which is lighthearted and this is <laughs> a little, girl. a little bit less so. And, uh, well, I guess uh, <laughs> uh, So uh,
1: you, t- you talk about like um, your improv mojo can go like in and out sometimes, but yeah. does it seem like broke butt was pretty consistent throughout your uh, career or did that kind of come and go too?
2: it? It, it's hard when I, because I, we haven't even, we're already at 21 minutes. I'm looking at the timer, uh-huh. even though it's this year job. Do. But uh, we haven't even, like, breached, like, a lot of the other things I, I do. But, uh-huh. like, I've just been involved, and this isn't, this isn't like me patting myself on the back. I just like to do a lot of things. I mm-hmm. want to do a lot of things. So I think with Brokebot, um, the biggest struggle for that is, like, I don't know. I can only have so many focuses at a time. So it usually comes in waves. Like I'll be mm-hmm. focused on video production for a while or I'll be mm-hmm. focused on stand up for a little while Uh-oh. or or I'll be focused on music for a while. Um, and right now, improv is dominating everything. So it's right. like mm-hmm. nothing else is really... Right, <laughs> yeah, <that makes laughs> Except for the process. The process. Mm-hmm. Of course, the process. The process well,
0: always comes first. Yeah. Of course. The process <laughs> is the first.
2: And then improv... Actually, improv comes first yeah. right yeah. now. But... Sorry. <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> sorry, John.
1: Sorry. Well, um, sorry. well, did you have another question? Sorry. It's just me and Kevin. So just, I mean, like, how much time we got? Talking. Are we good? Don't oh, no, no, even worry about, about it. Let's keep going. We're going to like 35. I was
0: actually going to ask, and I don't know if this would be more appropriate for the next session. So for me. but um So like... For, you know, different emotional situations that mm-hmm. you're in, do you find, like, different areas of, like, c- your creative world oh. work better to express certain things? Uh, or?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, a lot of my best songs and the songs that I still play are the ones that come out of, like, a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a friend back home who... Because uh, me and my friend Brandon are pretty... Uh, uh, he's he's going to be on the show one day. Uh, he's, uh His music is Better Promises. Uh, he's the one we've, we've mentioned him before. He wrote, yeah, yeah. Do You Want to Fuck a Snowman? Uh, <laughs> oh, that was yeah. actually your episode we brought oh, up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's almost a million views. <laughs> <laughs> a million views. <laughs> he's like 3,000 views away. Wow. Uh, but like, he and I are pretty prolific songwriters. And so uh, awesome. our other friend, Robbie, like uh, he's a great songwriter. I yeah. highly recommend listening to his band, Troubadour. Um a lot, like all my friends, like a bunch of my friends, were in that band. They're disbanded now, but really, really good. But he he writes like kind of story focused songs, mm-hmm. and he's only written one song ever that was really personal. And he t- he asked us uh, how we write so many songs, especially Brandon. He writes like ten times more songs than I do, mm-hmm. and it's just. We, we, we said that, like, it has to come from a place of necessity. Like, mm-hmm. writing songs because you want to write a song and, like, you know, make a creative thing, like, that that you can still do that and that you could write a really great song. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes from a place of necessity, that's when you're just writing every single day because right. you're mm-hmm. like, I have to get this out of me. Right. I have to uh, get this course, feeling out. Yeah. Um, and so I guess for me, like, I was depressed for a really long time and it was, I was, like, feeling nothing. And mm-hmm. so there was a good two years where I think I only wrote, like, four or five songs maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, um Interesting. And then I remember there was this moment where I just like I was sitting on my bed and I was like I just have to write a song, mm-hmm. and that's actually the song that's the title track on the EP All Songs right. and Something. So it
0: works. Yeah, works it you. works,
2: and it's like you just get it out of, out of you. And uh-huh. so like right now I'm not writing as as much, um, just because I don't need to. Mm-hmm. I do it because it's fun or like mm-hmm. I like. I want to, or, or, mm-hmm. but it's not this necessity sort
1: of right, thing. Right? Yeah. right. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Cool. Um,
1: before we get on to the second act, uh, I do want to talk to you about like the transition to main stage. So
2: should we uh, also talk about video stuff? Video and, stuff uh, and, the, and the process. And the pro. <laughs> we'll,
1: my we'll, third We'll touch on everything. My third just act bit. can be really short. That's it can okay. be. It'll just be like a thirty-second third act. Um, <laughs> uh, so you started doing improv at yeah. Western and like talked and then and then you did satellite. Which is at the upfront, which is, like, the preliminary... Yeah. How would you, is that what mm-hmm. you call it?
2: Yeah, it's, yeah. like, well, it's, like, second tier, which gotcha. is, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's basically a long-term audition to make it to main stage.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Uh, so, like, how did you see yourself getting better? And, like, when you got called up to main stage,
2: like, was there, like, a certain, like,
1: click in your head? Do you not remember?
2: Um, well, like... yeah, I do. I okay. mean, it was really recent. Um, um, like, I guess a month and a half ago now. So... In, on satellite I, I actually had this weird opportunity that not everyone on satellite gets but I was doing like a, a ton of main stage shows and part uh, of that was just because my availability mm-hmm. has been really open um, mm-hmm. which I would say like uh, if you have opportunities to do improv take or like any creative form like take every opportunity even if right. you're feeling shitty like mm-hmm. just do it uh-huh. um, that's it a- that's actually a spoiler for my takeaway, but we'll get, to, well, yeah, we'll get to that. we oh, we we'll But no, take every opportunity and I remember my first, so Satellite is broken up into two sessions and um, second session people either get called up or kicked off and, and told right. to like re-audition mm. in yeah. four months. Mm. Mm. Um, so exciting. there's always, there's like this constant cycle of new people right. coming yeah. in. You gotta and, have and, the,
1: maybe this isn't for you talk. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. And uh, um, so on my first session I actually got like seven main stage shows uh-huh. which uh, wow. was a lot at the time. Did I they just, just ask them. you to do
1: it or you just
2: kind of hang out in the parking lot I'm like hey
3: like <laughs> no they ask you to do no, it okay. so
2: so like the chris the artistic director would uh-huh. uh mm-hmm. either like at, we had like a facebook group and so he would either ask us there the week of the show if there's openings if we wanted to do it um there's a couple times where he directly messaged me he actually he texted me one time i didn't even know he had my number mm-hmm. he was like hey you want to do the show this weekend and <laughs> that's i was awesome. like, who is that's this that's great
1: that's affirmation right there. yeah that was <laughs> yeah. cool
2: and then uh second my second session i was doing like several shows, like a month, uh, I did every mm-hmm. single format. Um, that I, I did Space Trek, I did a Cupid's Arrow, I did Heroes. Um, and I and I felt that's when I really felt myself getting better. Was there? there I, was guess, a point I guess like
1: technique wise, did you see like it was like oh, I stopped
2: doing the British character that I always sort or whatever. of whatever.
3: I I'm mean, I'm not saying you do British um,
2: character, but like I think I had kind of the fundamentals. Really, um, the biggest part. I mean, and obviously, you can always stretch yourself and grow and like get rid of bad habits. And right. so I think I was doing that. But the biggest thing for the transition to main stage and like as a satellite member was really just like being excited to be on stage um, and feeling comfortable on stage. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, and not hugging the wall and so there's definitely this moment where i was doing so many main stage shows and i was getting to know the people on main stage so well that right. i would just show up and be like i'm here to do a show this uh-huh. is gonna be a super fun time and so um and that and it just felt good to be on mm-hmm. stage instead of okay. uh having this kind of like oh man I'm on, a, right. I'm on a stage in front of 100 people like yeah um and once that was gone that's when i really could start focusing okay. on like smaller things i see um just kind
1: of this attitude like just, just here to play you
3: mm-hmm. know just,
2: yeah yeah totally and and then once I got into main stage actually I thought myself get worse uh, uh, and, really well uh, yeah. only for like a week it, okay. or like a week or two because there's this big there was this shift in my head where I felt like oh there's this expectation now because there you know it is. is when you're yeah. on satellite there's Added nothing pressure. you've got nothing to lose uh uh-huh. you're just either I make it or they kick me off so I gotta mm-hmm. kind of bring everything that I have um but you know it's it it's that's it and then once you're on main stage I was just kind of like they expect something of me. They mm. brought me here and if I disappoint them, they what if and they the feel like to Well the call. Thursday
1: shows the way it's set up. I remember like watching it was when you were still on satellite. Right. So it's like, here's a satellite team, right? It's like, mm. oh the people it's like that are not as good, right? It's like they come <laughs> out, <laughs> they kill it, right? And yeah. It's like, and now main stagers, these people are better. And yeah, like it's like yeah, clear yeah. like energy shift in the room. <laughs> totally. yeah, it's like, you better be way mm-hmm. funnier. Yeah. Uh, I I kinda of feel bad for them. Like, oh shoot, like mm-hmm. they're just held to such a higher standard. So I can kinda understand the pressure of like like no matter how well the satellite does you still have to be funnier than them
2: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. no totally and it's i remember my first main stage jam too because uh i was at like rehearsal for satellite and the the main stage one is right after that Uh and so i got called up and jake ferg got called up with me but he wasn't there so i just went to main stage jam alone and i was just like oh my god i Uh like and rehearsal energy is so weird because you don't Uh have an audience to feed off of you're Uh just kind of like performing Uh for each other and so i was just like i'm gonna be bad and then yeah. my, my first scene um uh, was with somebody who's like really really good and, but like i had never improvised with her so i didn't mm-hmm. really know what to expect and so i just like was in my head i was in my head for like yeah. the first two weeks of, yeah. of all main stage shows and then i'm finally getting comfortable again and
0: like right. and awesome. getting That's back
1: to where i was uh, so. was there anything else you wanted to ask
0: no i mean okay. i'm good should oh, we talk yeah.
2: about what a nerd <laughs> Oh, shoot. All oh, the so many things. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, I can...
2: We actually have a lot of time because we're okay. going to do a short third act and we go oh, right. an hour and 15 now. So okay. it's
0: like... Okay, yeah, let's do it. Summarize stand-up
1: and What a Nerd and...
2: Oh, yeah. Hint, I have I too many things. This is what I was worried yeah. about. explain What a uh, Nerd. This will just be it. So What a Nerd show uh, came from, like... I really like YouTube videos. Um, I have for a really long time. I mean, I i've been on the internet since inter- like no one was on the internet i don't know that's such a silly thing to say i think uh-huh. in 2016 but like um i remember when <laughs> like general mills website was a kids flash website yeah <laughs> like you go to the main yeah. general mills.com and the yeah. whole thing is just like a kids website mm-hmm. like businesses didn't have anything it was yeah. all it was kind of like the wild wild west there weren't any standards <laughs> the
3: wild wild um, web
2: yeah. the wild yeah. wild web go. and uh it was just, like, a weird, weird place to be. And I remember having AOL Instant Messenger in, like, sixth grade. Oh, yeah. and uh And, like, that was just what me and my friends did. We were on the internet, um, and we would watch Flash videos. I used to animate Flash stuff. Like, I'm not that good oh, at drawing. Really? I, I would say I can animate, but I can't draw. Like, uh-huh. I learned how to animate better than I could draw. And so um, I used to be really into that, and, like... Um, since like middle school. And so I've always kind of had a, an appreciation for that. And then even in, in middle school, I taught myself how to do like video editing. We had a couple competitions, um, I mentioned that video journalism thing that I, we had Mm -hmm. to do in like seventh grade. Yeah. And so we had this project that I was like the lead on. Um, we had groups and I was like the lead on it and we had to do a commercial and we did this commercial called superific power bar. And it was like for a fictional, Mm -hmm. uh, candy bar. And I submitted it, like, I guess the school had a video competition. I also submitted another thing called what to do on a rainy day and it's lost. It's lost forever. I'm so (laughs) proud of it. Me and my friends (laughs) made this, like this video where, uh, we just listed things to do on a rainy day and it somehow every single one of them ended in like our brutal death or something. <laughs> and it was... As that. it does
0: in seventh grade. The, the yeah.
2: 2016 <laughs> reboot. Yeah. Like, what to do you on a rainy day. <laughs> it was just... It was funny, but it's gone. That one didn't win. Mm-hmm. But then uh, my Super Effect Power Bar won like a certain mm-hmm. category. Uh-huh. Um, and I've just really loved video editing and, and since then. And I've just... I've had a fascination with like YouTubers. And so that, it kind of stemmed from that and also my love of video games and wanting to talk about video games. And... <laughs> Uh, so I kind of, I launched that it's like two years old now. Um, and it's kind of dropped off in the last year a little bit just cause mm-hmm. I was really depressed and mm-hmm. like I focus on other things and mm-hmm. it's just, it's hard to be self-motivated when it's something like a video project that you put like 200 hours into and uh-huh. then, right. uh, you're not getting paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's just like the longest, uh, it's Definitely. probably the stuff that I do that takes the longest to, and you to just do it by on. yourself. Yeah. Too, yeah. There's no one to hold me accountable. Uh-huh. I'm not doing it for anybody else right. but myself, but, uh, yeah, and I, was, I guess I, it, it was... It sent from that, like, desire to want to talk about video games and also make jokes. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's been my problem is I have a lack of focus because, like, some videos are really heavy on the analysis and mm-hmm. talking about the, like, serious video game commentary. Right, yeah. well, like, jokes mm-hmm. kind of peppered mm-hmm. in. Uh-huh. And then there's other things where I just kind of make fun of... They're, they're mostly parodies of <laughs> ridiculous YouTube things. Like, mm-hmm. I, my favorite video that I have still is my 100 subscribers like, video. Yes, that's Because mm-hmm. uh, it's just, like, this... There's so many videos. I looked at a bunch. And it's mm. it's usually like 15-year-olds uh-huh. who are right. like,
4: thank you guys so much.
2: <laughs> I can't believe you're here to support me. And like 100 subscribers. It's like an accomplishment, uh-huh. but it's such a minor accomplishment. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Like so many people have 100. <laughs> and, uh, and they're just like... Thank you so much. Like I just want to build <laughs> on Emotions. this on this audience, and they they just feel so so much. And, I'm, and I was like, this
1: how old were one how, how old are you when you made that? How long ago was that? That was like a year ago. Oh, really? Uh, maybe Is a little over rec- a year ago. Okay, yeah, oh, not that long ago. Okay, I figured, um, For some reason I thought it was like several years nope, ago. But it was no. February okay. last year. Oh, um, uh, Okay.
2: And so I just did this awesome. video where I, where I did that thing. Uh, I was just like, thank you guys so And it was cut between me like staring at the camera <laughs> right. with like uh, this, the music that they used. In, uh, it's Trinity for the Victims of uh, Hiroshima uh-huh. is the name of the, it's like a composition, mm-hmm. but it's used in The Shining. And yeah. it's like this really mm-hmm. jarring music. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it, so I would just cut to me with like the, the voice still going, but then me just staring at the camera. <laughs> and then uh, eventually close. it yeah. builds up and there's like these uh, comments. Cause I, I did a couple of joke videos where mm-hmm. it, was, it was called a tips and tricks video mm-hmm. and i was just like fucking with people and it was mm-hmm. not a serious video at all mm-hmm. so p- it had like 150 dislikes or something on youtube ah, like God. all these comments that, like kill yourself it like it was, oh, it was ridiculous my. youtube
0: comments at their finest yeah. exactly oh, yeah
2: and uh so then those would be like going across the screen as i'm like talking it was mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. and then the end is is me with like no pupils and, like, a pentagram on my forehead or something. Nice. Don't, you, don't you, like, so. quote
1: that as, like, your flawless video? That is my flawless <laughs> <oldest>. yeah. <laughs> video. Yeah. Real quick, let's move on to your fourth thing. Oh, what's your, what's your 50, stand-up, writing uh, stand-up writing process?
2: Stand-up uh, writing process, I write a joke, I get on stage, it goes badly, I feel bad, and I <laughs> don't do stand-up for three months. <laughs> do you memorize word for word? I did it first. Okay. Uh, I, n- I mostly... I'll often write it out word for word, uh-huh. um, but as far as, like, how I do it on stage, I memorize beats, mm-hmm. and then kind of how I get from beat to beat um, mm-hmm. is a little up in the air,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, but ideally I like to, like, memorize... I like to practice it so I know know it uh, and generally say it the same way every time. Are you
1: running your jokes by other people before? I feel like you don't. I feel like you're just, like...
2: Nah, not really. Yeah, yeah. I- I'd i rather get up. A- like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think from a, uh, a writing process and a creative process I'd like to get up there and bomb and learn from that and yeah. then have people give me feedback afterwards but mm-hmm. that feels so bad like I mean yeah. that's, how, that's yeah. how I like to do it but yeah. it's also that just feels bad
0: do you, do you think you get the most nervous from doing stand-up in public or or is it there another art form that you
2: it's sta- no, definitely yeah, stand, up. stand up. I, de- yeah, I get the most that makes nervous. Sense. Yeah. Um, I would be scared to do that. Well, like the first time I did stand up, I was so nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I got up there and it felt really great. Like, I think that was the problem is my first set went really well. Mm-hmm. And then my second or third set was last college standing and that went really, really well. Mm-hmm. And, I uh, so I didn't get negative feedback. And right. so it's, it, but it is the most vulnerable thing for definitely. me, um, by far. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's the hardest to get back when I have like a bad set. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then when I have a good set, I'm just like, oh, it's a good crowd. But when it's a bad set, I'm like, right. I suck. Yeah, <laughs> and so, yes. Yeah. And, and, and you have I'm so many right. other
1: creative outlets, like, you bomb stand up, it's like, all right, to focus on these other people. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Right, yeah.
2: And so it's always something I want to be doing more of, but like, mm-hmm. I just don't gotta do it.
0: more. It's a lot. It's a lot. No. <laughs>
4: Stay on the couch and chips playing 3DS Watching Netflix Still I didn't miss you The most productive thing I did today Was take a shower and use of all of the hot water So I couldn't do the dishes later And still I didn't miss you Still I didn't miss you I'm the worst boyfriend that you could ever have You're better off with I'm better off alone, I guess. This week I skipped half my classes, sat on my asthma like molasses. Still, I didn't miss you. I laid in place until my brain decided I needed new distraction. I tried to motivate myself, but I never picked up any traction. Still, I didn't miss you. Still, I didn't miss you. Worst boyfriend that you could ever have. You're better off with someone else, and I am better off alone. I guess. my fucking head i couldn't be there now i really miss you all
0: right all right i'm back all right Let's
1: all right act two good to go right on
2: <laughs> this is the heavy act how are you guys doing i'm doing I'm,
1: great i'm
0: good yeah, yeah. i'm good
2: Marina's really
3: great. she's I, okay? a
2: great co-host
1: i talk oh, to Am i talk too much you're the guest though? What I feel you're like
0: I'm, I'm asking too little questions. So. I, that's how that's I always
1: funny. feel. John yeah,
2: John is very dominant.
1: I'm pretty dumbstruck. sorry. True. you're you right. Just talk no. over yeah. me. You're I right. Won't be offended. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, in the first episode, if you listen to it, roles are reversed. Actually, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Kevin, well, it's Ben. So I've not listening to know. that episode. Ben talks the since it came out. of the time. Yeah, that's true. You ask more. You ask more questions.
2: Interesting. I did have the notebook. Yeah. I think that's you what did. it was. Ah, is is that was our first episode? We had written it all down, mm-hmm. and then I had that in front of me, and you were like, right. "I don't know what I'm doing." And then mm-hmm. second episode, I was like, "I don't, I don't need the notebook." Right. And then mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. know what I was doing. Yeah. I need structure. I, I just like mm. to ask. The,
1: I, it's, I don't know.
2: You can <laughs> feel, feel free to derail. That's yeah. Yeah, feel all free right. to derail if all you right. want. Although uh-huh. we, when it was me and Jake Ferg doing John's episode, we both were it was our like, derailers. It was like two <laughs> people trying to, uh, and this is like yeah. two, two people. This is two people keeping it on track. It's, mm-hmm. it's this is like the the uh-huh. counterpoint to your episode. It That's is. That's kind of fun. Wow. I like that. It's
0: great how that oh, works. Just out. two
2: sides of the same coin. I'm glad I get to do a lot of talking in my episode, and I'm sorry you didn't get to do a lot of talking. That's in your episode, no, I wanted it that way. <laughs> I didn't want to talk at all in my
0: episode.
2: <laughs> uh, so
1: all right, cool. So, um, wait, you didn't have a question that you wanted to open with
0: Tim. oh let's see um
2: oh yeah marina has a
1: notebook, has a notebook I do with, with I brought questions. my little
0: notebook with me <laughs> um <laughs> but you know I don't know let's see um so this is the heavy section okay. yeah um yes. well actually I want to start out with kind of a lighter question so okay. what in for broke bot what do you think is your what what are you most proud of like when you create like what do you think you do well
2: um Let's see. I think recently it's actually changed. I, I I would say in the long term, like since I've started doing it, I was always really proud of my lyrics, mm-hmm. even songs that like I hate now. <laughs> like mm-hmm. at the time it was the best I could do. And I, I did that before I did the music. Mm-hmm. And recently it's just, I think I've really captured an energy in my songs, in mm-hmm. my songwriting that like, is I, just really expressive for me, I guess, if that makes sense. I, mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'll get on stage and I'll play a song and everything kind of comes together to like express it in the way that I want to mm-hmm. um, successfully. And hopefully other people agree. I like, I feel like yeah. for me, it's, I mean, it's, I, it. I just have this feeling like in me, like, okay, that song did mm-hmm. exactly what mm-hmm. I wanted it to. And, and not every mm-hmm. song is perfect. I definitely mm-hmm. have songs I like better to play, but um, I really feel like I've gotten to a place where just style of the song, like melodies, lyrics, uh, mm-hmm. and like rhythm, it all has started to come together where I, I'm just like, that's how I wanted that song to feel. That's how I wanted that song to come mm-hmm. out. And, um, for me, music is kind of selfish. Most of my performance stuff is actually pretty selfish. Um, I like
1: that though.
0: <laughs> um, when you
1: put, put, play a song, it's not like you're st- super trying to make me feel something. <laughs> yeah, and that can be kind of a turn off. It's like
0: right. It's yeah, like, you're not imposing it on anyone. Exactly. Yeah, you're it's doing like, it for yourself. It's definitely definitely apparent.
1: Yeah, definitely. it's like this person wants me to be sad. Well, I'm not going to be <laughs> yeah. sad. It's like, you do a song, it's just like, this person's feeling whatever and I either empathize with it or don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either 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 way, it's like,
2: you're. I can tell you're having fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Thanks. I'm, definitely. It? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah.
1: glad.
2: I mean, it's like, that's just kind of why I like stage time is, um, and improv is a little different. Improv is just kind of like a, a weird art form. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. um, when it's like a stand-up or, or uh, music or like, I mean, really anything, I do it for myself. And like music, yeah. like, music for me is like, I need... To connect with people, um, mm-hmm. this is actually something I wanted to talk about, and I kind of—I didn't uh, mean to trans like no, shoehorn into going. it. No, it's great. That um, it means we don't have to. Um, so for me, it's like I, and we kind of talked about this in the drunk episode. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna open up open up a whole can of worms. That's okay. Great. Um, yeah, um, but well, I let's bring up everything the in the drunk episode. <laughs> uh, no, I've just like felt kind of isolated for like a really long time, and it's not always justified. It's all. It sometimes it's just how I feel, and like mm-hmm. I shouldn't feel that way, but it's it's how I felt, and like in elementary school. Um, I was in the gifted program growing up. Mm -hmm. um, And I say this exact thing in DrunkCast. I think the shitty thing to do to a kid Uh um, for like two reasons is because I always was told, even before I was in that program, I was always told like I was a smart kid. And so that gives you this this feeling of like really high expectations. Mm -hmm. And then also you consider yourself smarter than other people. Mm -hmm. And then you like feel different. And it's like, that's, I don't know, that's just shitty to put on a kid. Like it took me, it took me my entire life to kind of unlearn this idea of being smarter than other people. Mm -hmm. Because it's on a really traditional metric that... Maybe I was better at school at the time, and I took one test. It was like this test where they they explained it. It was just patterns, Mm -hmm. and they explained it like, Okay, so you're at a carpet store, and it, but all the patterns like have been <laughs> cut up, and you have to put the c- p- carpets back together or yeah. something like that. And it was just like you pick like a square that has uh-huh. a pattern and put it back in right. like the right. mm-hmm. the correct thing. And if you scored high enough, you were gifted. And you mm-hmm. and there's these things in like third grade called Fun Fridays, and so all the quote unquote normal kids would get to like sing songs or go to the park uh-huh. and like uh-huh. have a good time. Mm-hmm. And all, they put all the the gifted kids in like a classroom and made Suck. them do like logic Suck. exercises, which yeah. honestly like. I love doing that. Uh-huh. It's just weird th- they, mm-hmm. that they put them at the same time. Cause then all my, like most of my friends weren't in that program. Fun and mm-hmm. so, Fridays so
0: easily <laughs> juxtaposed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was,
2: um. And it just, it was and like, I made friends in the gifted program, but mm-hmm. it's, it's still like an isolating thing. And then and it's just weird. Cause it's, it's yeah. not just
1: like, Hey, your parents are like, Hey, you're smart. It's like, you're smart. And your schedule is different because mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. yeah. It's like your, your right, life's
0: going to be different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, And then I think the, the next thing that really made me feel isolated was, um, it might've been late middle school, early high school is when I really started getting depressed and Mm -hmm. feeling like social anxiety. Like in elementary school, I didn't have that at all. Like I, I, I didn't really have it. I was always a really sensitive kid growing Mm -hmm. up. Like I was an emotional kid. I would come home crying Mm -hmm. because my friends made fun of me for being short. And Mm -hmm. like, um, I was short. Um, it was so funny to me. because like, I'm not short anymore, but, Mm -hmm. uh, I, yeah, and I, so I used to, like, be really, like, emotional and sensitive, but I, I didn't, like, have depression, I don't think, and I didn't have ang- even anxiety. Like, uh-huh. I was super, com- like, comfortable, mm-hmm. and, like, I used to talk out in class all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I actually told... I'm getting on so many tangents. This is just how I think of things. But, uh... In in I was telling this to Jake Ferg and he was surprised because he just thinks of me as like this this quiet guy who like warms up and that's ki- like warms up to people and that's kind of how I am now. But like mm-hmm. in middle school, I used to get synced outside almost every day for talking too much in class. Seriously? Huh. Yeah. What? And I don't
0: uh, see you
1: as
2: the kid getting in trouble. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. No. I well,
2: it wasn't. Not. I it wasn't a troublemaker. I just talked. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't right. like I was saying even that.
1: Even like <laughs> like I I just I imagine you as like a Kevin please and you're like oh well, sorry sir and no, then like not at all you're so well.
0: You've been on this wrong? podcast. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? Yeah, only one episode where you were. Yeah, you I was that kid. Yeah,
1: like I was set that set kid. I was, a, I was a real
2: piece of shit. And I was like, like you sit in the hallways, hallways yeah.
1: and, and kids would walk by and we're like, let's talk.
2: Yep. Okay. And hmm. in, in elementary school too, actually, I was that way. Um... And my it first, sense I guess my mom. The only reason I remember this is because my mom brought it up recently. But uh-huh. I guess my first grade teacher in like a parent teacher conference was like, "Yeah, Kevin's doing really well. Like he's a really good student. But how do you get him to shut up?" <laughs> and uh, I don't know. That's I guess too much to say. I guess yeah. develop anxiety and depression,
1: no. and you'll shut no. up. Because
2: <laughs> come high school, I would started. Uh, I was a lot more quiet in mm-hmm. class. It was and... like ninth
1: grade. Were you? I remember you telling me about how like you made a joke once, and then like. And no one laughed. You're like yep. oh I guess I'm not I'm not that guy I'm anymore. I'm not the joke guy anymore. Yeah. yeah.
2: Just like one specific situation where like that's
1: mm-hmm. not all me. Came down. Yep. Yeah.
2: And it uh that was high school and it and so that was isolating. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden feeling like this really strong depression mm-hmm. and not knowing how to deal with it too, like in mm-hmm. and kind of just being a sad guy and like no. <laughs> uh how, yeah, how apparent it was it? Were,
1: were you pretty good at hiding it? Or was it like, I'm going to wear black every day?
2: I don't I don't know, actually. I don't know how it was mm-hmm. early high school. I know there got a point, like... Because I had made, like, this new group of friends. Uh, uh-huh. This actually might be relevant. I don't know how much I want to get into it. I was, like, really Christian uh, in high school. Uh-huh. And, like, uh, and I'm not at all anymore. But uh, I basically had my church friends and my school friends. Right. And, mm-hmm. like, I was also quiet. At, I had actually been quiet at church for a really long time. Uh-huh. And then I started making friends there. And, uh... Wait, why did I bring that up? Oh, yeah. It. I just remember, like, especially my, my church friend specifically, uh-huh. um, they used to make fun of me for being sad. like And, and like, not, uh-huh. in like, it was just kind of a teasing way. Right. I don't know if it actually affected mm-hmm. me negatively, but they, like, that group of friends used to just be like, Kevin's the sad guy. And, like, that's right. still that's still <laughs> me. I'm still, like, the sad person. Kevin's a sad, sad, and, and so, sad guy. And so when I'm happy, it's always, like, weird. They're always like, it's so uh, weird that Kevin's yeah. happy now. Uh-huh. And uh, no, that was just, like, kind of... I don't know. I, I don't think I knew I was depressed either until like maybe mm-hmm. 10th or 11th grade. Uh-huh. And, uh, mm-hmm. at that, and at that point, I just kind of dealt with it. And I was like, oh, I am just depressed. That's all right. <laughs> I don't even have to ask. We don't even have to ask the question. <laughs> the, how does
1: the depression? Yeah, just, I mean, it's, yeah, just, it's... it's just, I mean, how, how, and then like when you moved up to Western...
2: Oh, wait, actually, let me get back to okay. my thought because I, I like opened okay. up like five thoughts. And so anyways, cool. it was really get isolating. And so as a performance for me is really this way of... Like connecting mm-hmm. and that's why i think bombing a set with stand-up is so mm. devastating to me is because um when you bomb a set in stand-up it, it's like I, like it's hard to know when you bomb a music set you can leave and if yeah. every, every single person in the room hated your song mm-hmm. yeah. like you have really no way of knowing that <laughs> right.
0: mm-hmm.
2: um and so with stand-up you get direct feedback oh, yeah. and so that's yeah, immediate too it's, yeah oh yeah and it's just like Oh, I didn't connect with people. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's why I do it. It's it's Mm -hmm. really selfish. It's, it's me like feeling like okay, I have weird thoughts or like these, really like a lot of emotions, and like I Mm want to express that, and like so it's for me. It's this feeling of I can finally connect with people because, um, especially recently, um, Mm -hmm. the last and this is kind of what the title track of the EP is also about. Um, but towards the end of my relationship, not even towards the end, like halfway through my relationship, Mm -hmm. I felt so like I wasn't connecting to anybody. I was like really depressed and mm-hmm. like emotionally numb and like not feeling anything. Mm-hmm. And I remember um from my friends, from my girlfriend at the time, like I just felt so far away from everybody. And so when I'm performing like a, a song on stage, for me it's kind of a way to open up that connection And just mm-hmm. like Okay Like if these people Like this song If these people Are like getting uh-huh. it um, mm-hmm. Then that's me Connecting to these people mm-hmm. And it's the same With stand-up If they laugh Like okay They're like laughing At my Like this weird right. stuff That I think is funny Right and, It's yeah. the further affirmations Like oh I, I guess I'm not as alone mm-hmm. As I thought I was mm-hmm. Yeah
0: Do you like I, and I'm i not a stand-up person At all so um, Maybe this is like A common thing But when you When you're doing Your standup set Because the feedback Is so immediate Do you like If it starts to You know If like your first joke Goes bad does does that affect like the rest of your set oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs>
1: absolutely like, you get
2: rattled yeah yeah. yeah. Mm. you're just like oh they hate me <laughs> they hate <laughs> they're gonna yeah. hate all this and for me it's like i start rushing jokes or like um trying to get
0: off the stage
3: just
2: try, yeah. yeah trying to get mm-hmm. off, off want to get stage to the good and, part of the joke really fast right, right. Yeah. Like, yeah it's yeah. going
0: somewhere right yeah. exactly and then, mm-hmm. in,
2: in silence is so scary um i mean in any art like yeah. any performance, uh-huh. like silence is scary. Um, like for me, I have a really hard time letting notes ring out at the end of a song. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of end all my songs like, yeah, and like, like yeah. really fast. So then mm-hmm. they know the clap. But like, mm-hmm. I hate right. that. I hate that moment where you like strum, you kind of look at the audience like, she like it?
3: Yeah. And,
2: uh, and it, I just hate it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so stand up scary when you're like leading to a punchline or you're telling a story that's like kind of funny, but mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of hard sometimes to gauge how how engaged the audience mm-hmm. is. Right? Yeah, and, uh, totally. Yeah, and so music's fine because you can kind of wait till the end, and then you're like, mm-hmm. and and I've tried to get better. I close my eyes a lot when I play and just like kind of mm-hmm. like get really um, in, internal and like I try to. I've been trying to look at the audience more and trying to like actually make that mm-hmm. connection instead of just like oh this is me time.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Know. Totally.
2: So uh, I guess what was like your anxiety
1: and depression like when you? Ha- how did it change when you moved to Bellingham? Because I never, I never saw you as like sad
2: Kev,
3: like or, <laughs> sad Kev. I
1: saw you as beanie Kev,
2: yeah, or beard Kev. Uh, it was interesting moving up here. Uh, I just kind of like, so when I graduated high school, I was very much like, it doesn't matter where you go to school. You, like it. It matters like what you study and like what you're working on. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I was like, I just hated high school too. Mm-hmm. And like I was at the point, I, I just hated the end of it. And. Uh, I was so happy to be done. And so I just didn't care or put any effort into going to college, really. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was going to go to college. I just, like, didn't have anywhere I wanted to go. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was just like, it'll work out. And uh, I actually ended up applying. I was just going to go to community college, I think. I had, like, Mm -hmm. applied to schools, and I just wasn't that excited about any of Mm -hmm. them. And uh, I had started – or I I had applied, like, in July to this really tiny audio production school – that did game design and audio production and like I knew a guy who had gone there and graduated mm-hmm. and um and now he has like a recording studio mm-hmm. and uh, so I went there for a year and a half to study audio um this is like a big buildup to answer your question <laughs> um and so I did that for a while and like that was it, I that was where I learned like music theory that was where, where I learned how to like actually Uh, sing in any sort of capacity and like that's where I learned Mm -hmm. piano and like uh, I started teaching myself guitar a little bit more and like learning from my friends and at a certain point I was like this is fun I like this I really like music but I don't want to I don't think I want to do audio production I don't want to like limit myself to that Mm -hmm. one thing Right. and so then I ended up going to community college just taking kind of whatever classes sounded fun and I took a philosophy 101 class, and I fell in love with it. It was, mm-hmm. like, exactly all the stuff I wanted to study since I was, like, eight years old. Mm-hmm. And I was frustrated because, I, like, I was in church at that time, and, like, a lot of the answers they give are, like, really unsatisfying. Right. And, like, I was starting to, like, kind of pick at that thread, especially towards the mm-hmm. end of high school, early college. And uh, so I felt, I fell in love with philosophy. And I remember just not knowing where I wanted to go, but I wanted to transfer somewhere. And so I talked to... My ex girlfriend, one of my ex girlfriend's moms, who was a college advisor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I knew pretty well, and she just um, she gave me a bunch of recommendations. She was like, "Oh, Western Washington uh, University is like this cool school that like not a lot of people here know about." Um, and I applied and I got in and I just I, I uh, accepted. I, I went there without ever having visited the campus or oh, really like, wow. anything wow. about it. I didn't know a single person there, but I was just kind of like in this rut and I like I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I was like, I probably want to study philosophy. Maybe you want to study English. Um, Transferred there, and it was like this big. Like recently, I've I'm. How do I want to say this? I'm kind of doing the opposite now of what I was doing at the time. At the time, I was in this rut, and I was like, I just want to go somewhere. I want to know nobody. I want like this really clean start in the kind of kind of scary environment where like I have to make new friends, meet new people, do new things. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was super important to me at the time. And now I'm kind of the opposite, where I almost did that again. But I kind of am trying to learn how to be content where I'm at. Um, And that's why I'm sticking around in Bellingham. And that's actually been really... I I think it's just different times in my life. But at the time, like... um, This is getting back to your question, which was about... (laughs) Did I have anxiety and depression when I came up Mm -hmm. here? And I came up here. I definitely had, like, anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, I was probably depressed, too. Like, I've been depressed on and off for, (laughs) like, 10 years now. Right. And... uh, but I came up here and it was really exciting and I, I made friends like within two weeks. I remember the first two weeks were really sad. I was like, huh? I was in the dorms uh, too mm-hmm. as like a junior and everyone was like really young. Right. Um, yeah. But I made like a really good group of friends. <laughs> I bought um, them booze. So. No. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did, did. I was 20. I turned 21 while I was yeah. here. I did buy them booze. Uh-huh. Everybody has that friend. Um, yep. <laughs> and I was that friend. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was. It was just kind of like I was immersed in it and I think... I was definitely anxious, but I I don't know if like just coming up here not knowing anybody re- even made that worse. I think it made it better. It was okay. like I was forced into situations yeah. it where it sounds had like it was friends. like a breath of fresh
3: air. Yeah,
0: it you. was.
2: Mm-hmm. That um, was a really long way to say that, but yeah. It
0: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that was great.
1: Another thing I wanted to ask you was like, do you believe that like good things can come from your depression? And yeah, and and is is that healthy? I mean, like um. Is that a good thing to... Yeah, like, know.
0: do you ever, like, try to purposefully make yourself sad so you can oh, write something?
2: No, I mm, I probably did. I probably mm-hmm. used to. I think I used to romanticize my depression. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, like anybody who... Because it was such a new thing, especially in high school. Um, right. It was just, like, this new mm-hmm. thing. And I was... I, I kind of, like... Um, <laughs> my ex, my most recent ex actually said this when we were, like, about to break up. Like, I was so depressed. And I remember there's this day... I'll, I'll talk about this. There, Like, the day I cite is, like, the turning point in our relationship where mm-hmm. it moved from, like, maybe this could work to uh-huh. we're going to break up. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, like, three months before we actually broke up, I mm-hmm. think. Um, there was this day, and this doesn't happen that often. There was a day where I literally couldn't leave my bed. Mm-hmm. I laid there, and, like, I couldn't do anything. I just laid there. I didn't mm-hmm. even... I don't think I had music on. I couldn't mm-hmm. even watch, like, Netflix or anything. Mm-hmm. I just laid in bed the entire day. Um, I remember she came, and she had, like, written me this card, and I still have the card, and it, like... Um, and it was like, Hey, like I'll always be there for you. Like, I love you. And it was like this note, like this really Mm -hmm. touching card and she gave it to me and, um, it was a really nice gesture. I appreciate Mm -hmm. it. But then I think she thought it would have like a more dramatic effect on me, Mm -hmm. but I was like so depressed and so out of it that I just kind of looked at it and I didn't appreciate it at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, thank you. And like put it to the side. Um, and then she like. Tried to talk me out of it. I was like, hey, you want to go do something? I was like, no. And, like, for me, when I'm depressed, I really need someone to kick my ass. And she's like, mm-hmm. get me out of bed, make me go do something. Right. Um, even though I'm going to fight you on it. like, uh-huh. um, And that's something my friend Reuben does really well. And that's why I need him in my life. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, yeah, and so I, I remember she just I wasn't responding to anything she was doing and at a certain point she's like well do you just want me to go and I was like I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. um, and then she left she ended up leaving um, mm-hmm. she just left like after like 10 minutes uh-huh. and I remember laying there thinking like I really needed her to stay like I really needed her to, to, right. to do this and like mm-hmm. I don't know if I hold that against her and like because I was you know like that's got to be hard on her too yeah, um, but I think like a week later or maybe it was, a, it was a while later maybe but like we had this conversation where she said um, that she didn't think I wanted to get better and mm-hmm. I, w- of course at the time I was like, no, I do. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> right. And like, I don't, I, it's such a weird thing. Cause it's like, of course I want to get better but it's also easier to like not and when yeah. you're depressed you it's so hard to be motivated it's it's like this it's such depression just a shitty thing because you yeah. don't want to take the it, it's wo- actively works against you moving towards getting better mm-hmm. um just from like a motivation perspective or like a hopelessness perspective and so even just like calling like trying to get a therapist was like so much work and so daunting mm-hmm. um but i am glad she kind of said that because um, it's Definitely, like especially in the in this year, I've said this on the podcast a few times. I was like, I don't make New Year's resolutions like ever. Right. I mm-hmm. don't really buy into the fresh start sort of uh-huh. idea. But, like 2016 has really been that for me. I was like, <laughs> I need to latch onto something. Maybe yeah, I need a fresh
1: start. 2000, yeah.
2: 2015 was like the worst year of my life, uh-huh. and like, um, I've I've really been taking like active steps. I mean, since before that too. Like since like the end of of 2015, like November, like I started seeing a therapist, mm-hmm. um, which. I'm not going to talk about too many specifics, but I'll say this to anybody who's like depressed. Um, therapy to me was like better in a lot of ways like, than I expected, and also like worse in a lot of ways than I expected. Mm-hmm. But it's, a, I think it's just generally a good thing to mm-hmm. go do. Um, cause they're, I think the, the biggest thing is like, I always was just like, oh, either a therapist is just not going to get me, they're not right. going to like be able to even right. talk to me, mm-hmm. and which is such a stupid mm-hmm. way to approach mm-hmm. it. Right. And, uh, and, and then the other thing was like, I was kind of hope it it didn't meet my expect my hopes, where it's like, oh, I'll be able to go to a few sessions and they'll be able to give mm-hmm. me like something really tangible to latch onto. Mm-hmm. And the reality is more like, you have good sessions and you have like mess sessions. Like mm-hmm. there have been a couple of times I've gone where I left. I'm like, that's exactly what I need to talk about. That was yeah. really helpful. They gave mm-hmm. me like really cool things to work on. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes I go and I'm like, Oh, that was kind of a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And, right. and mm-hmm. it's like, that's you just how it is. That. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's just good to have like this kind of thing that you keep going back to. And like, sometimes it's beneficial. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not, but wow. it's just somebody. It's regular, yeah. yeah
3: good thing. Mm-hmm. When
2: it's somebody you just pay to like help you out. And mm-hmm. like, yeah. they, they have a subjective kind of perspective mm-hmm. on, on what's going on. Um, as I'll just say that, like it was, it's really beneficial. I don't think it's the end all be all, like that a lot of people think, mm-hmm. and like, um, and I, I do think it can be dismissive to just tell someone who's depressed, like, "Well, you got to see a therapist." Mm-hmm. Right. right. And, and I get that it's always from the best intentions, but uh. it's like sometimes I just want to hang out with somebody. Right. Yeah. Like, sometimes yeah. I just need someone to be there with me while I'm depressed, so I can just be depressed and be in contact with mm-hmm. somebody. Yeah. So, so I guess
1: after that relationship, did it feel like, like a coming out of a coma kind of a thing, mm-hmm. or was it?
2: Um. I'm not going to get into too many specifics. It was weird because I I think when we we broke up, we thought it was mutual or Uh, I thought it was mutual. Right. And then... I quickly was like, what have I done? And um, I like put all this blame on myself yeah, and she kind of, remorse. she kind of perpetuated the blame on me as well, uh, which is like, whatever. But right. it's on the EP and, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, no, but in like, it was weird because when we broke up, we are like, Oh, we'll still be friends. Like we kept hanging out like a week later, which is a really bad idea. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. take time to have space if uh-huh. you, and, and I remember I was like, I'm still in love with you. And like it, uh-huh. it just got dragged out and I won't uh-huh. get to specifics, right. but it got a lot worse later. Uh-huh. And, uh, so it was just, like, we really, like, peeled off the bandage. Like, really. And then right. we kind of mm. put the bandage back on and, like, started again. Mm. <laughs> and, yeah. and so I think it wasn't until really. Put the
1: bandage back on <laughs> and started peeling
2: again. It really wasn't <laughs> until October. So we broke up in July, and it wasn't really till October that I really felt like it was over. Mm-hmm. And, um.
1: So this is the same time when, like, you're. You said in act one, it was like messing up with like your improv emoji. No, that was actually before the
2: relationship started. Oh, really? Okay, Mm -hmm. okay, interesting. Yeah, that was what was interesting. And it's not that the relationship was overall bad or that it shouldn't have happened, but it definitely, the end of the, after the relationship really resembled right before the relationship and, uh, it, yeah. I don't know. Um, and, and so anyways, it was like October was really when it fell over. And it was kind of this surreal. It was like the first big breakup I've ever been through. And it's just this really mm-hmm. surreal experience where life didn't feel real. Like I was right. just kind of like walking through a dream. I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm just. You know, right. It's like, mm-hmm. what, what do Here I, do I am? focus on? <laughs> right, you know? right. Like, what
1: mm-hmm. What do, I, what do I spend my thoughts on Well, now? like,
2: I worked at Fred Meyer, too. I, and uh-huh. don't ever work graveyards, especially if you're in a relationship with someone who's not on graveyards. Like, uh-huh. that that was such a strain. I worked graveyards for a year, yeah. and that put such a strain. Like, that made me feel like not a real person, and mm-hmm. it just, like, affected all my friendships and, mm-hmm. and my relationship. And then I was on days, but I just hated it. And so I quit my job in October. I lived in a new house with people I didn't really know at the time. Mm-hmm. I was performing at Satellite. Like, my life was just radically different from what it had mm-hmm. been, like, a few months earlier mm-hmm. um yeah. and it was just so weird and i was going through like all these ups and downs of the breakup and i was mm-hmm. just like crying every day <laughs> as one uh, does right. uh after a breakup
1: did you and... see any
0: like big changes in like i mean any of your like creative platforms like after that they were like noticeably different or... um let me th- i'm trying to think hmm.
1: you started the process
2: <laughs> well i mean i think that's what, what it was it wasn't even so much that like i saw a difference I think my creative output just increased because mm-hmm. I was like trying to, you know, be like, well, I have to be doing something. Yeah. And you
0: know a lot to deal with too. So. Exactly, mm-hmm.
2: and I had I had gotten on the satellite, and it gave me this this avenue to like perform uh, pretty often, mm-hmm. and I was taking advantage of that. We, me and John, started the process. Uh-huh. Like I was, I, I, we've talked about the story, but yeah. I was just like, like we're both sad. Like
1: we're let's both let's sad. do yeah, this. And it started and to snowball. Let's make a too. podcast. I feel like it was like the podcast and your journey to the Mainstays stage were just sort of like exponential growth like all of a sudden it's like Mm -hmm. Uh, we're doing this process live may 19th (laughs) like yeah (laughs)
2: totally um (laughs) may 19th and uh i mean the thing is like when i get really depressed that's when my output decreases so like the Uh, the few months like when things were getting kind of dragged out i did nothing like i had i had had, like two videos Mm. in the works and that just and they were like maybe a couple hours from being finished they just didn't get done Mm -hmm. um i wasn't I don't even think I was writing at the time. Like, writing music. I wasn't performing music. I wasn't doing stand-up. Like, I think I, I was just working. And I, I had a job, and, mm-hmm. and that was pretty demanding. So I was just, like, going to work. And then mm-hmm. I would just, like, come home and, like, try and make the, you know, I was trying to get the relationship back mm-hmm. together. And so, like, right. um... Sounds like things just, like, came to a halt. Yeah. A little mm-hmm. bit. So that's when my creative output halted. And then once it was, like, really over and I had to, like, get get past it, mm-hmm. um, that's when my creative output increased because it was, like, like yeah. I, I think when I'm, like, occupied by something that's really bringing me down on, consistently, mm-hmm. um, that's when my... I, I'm not doing anything because I'm just, like, so focused on this and oh, so right. hurt over mm-hmm. this and so depressed over this. Um, but it's when I can like Kind of clear my head And be like Well I'm depressed But I have to I have to do
3: I something I need to do this now Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Uh, Did you have any other
1: Any
0: other questions No I mean not really yeah. I We mean, didn't we even did ask
1: a... Like the, the question Because you just answered it Yeah, yeah <laughs> well, We talked
0: a lot about it In the first part too so.
2: Yeah I mean it's just so embedded In me as like a person Which is like uh-huh. Which is weird to deal with And like uh, and this is kind of a tag It's uh, I have like two different antidepressants in this room and I haven't mm-hmm. really taken either of them. Like I've, I tried one and it didn't work and then mm-hmm. they gave me another. And like, I've been trying to basically just deal with it. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I think that there's a, a benefit to antidepressants. I think some uh, people really, really mm-hmm. it's, it's good for them. Right. But I've been like really trying hard. I, I'm like, I don't want that to be the long term solution. And so mm-hmm. if I can buckle down and kind of like figure out how to live with it now, I would right. like to, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, let's, let's end on a little positive note. It's kind yeah. of been successful. Um. I was like super depressed for two years like and that's mm-hmm. that affected my relationship it affected like everything right. mm-hmm. and it was it was this weird time like most of the time it's like ups and downs but it was like a solid two years where I was just like I was depressed circumstantially I was depressed just like non-circumstantially mm-hmm. I was just depressed for like uh-huh. a really 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 long time and I remember the breakup was kind of like this jump start where like I hadn't cried in like four years mm-hmm. right. and then this breakup happened and I was crying every day and I was mm-hmm. like this is what it's like to feel again and like yeah, um I yeah I made this conscious decision like to latch on that and mm-hmm not like I mean it sucked that I was like sad but Uh I I also really liked feeling stuff Mm -hmm. again and so I was like I need to latch on to that I need to not let that Mm go um and then this year I've been really working hard like I mean we bring this up all the time but I have this hey asshole board where it's just like things that make me feel better or like when I'm depressed if I do these things Mm -hmm. like at least I can look at the day and be like it wasn't a total loss and so I I try I've been working really hard to like to do these things and and put myself around positive people Mm -hmm. and like As a result of like a lot of the things that happened this last summer, I had to cut like a lot, like a few people out of my life Mm -hmm. and it's kind of been better, like a lot better for it. Uh And um, I don't know, it's, it's been the thing where I'll still get really, really heavily depressed for a few days at a time, but that's kind of the most that I'll have Mm -hmm. Um, for the most part. I'm doing okay.
1: 2016. <laughs> All right. 2016. The, year, the year of Kev. The year of Kev. The year of Kev. The, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> don't
0: call it a comeback. He's
1: been here for years. Okay. I never I are, left. So He's <laughs> here we'll the whole I'm, time. We're going to end that act two on an LL Cool J reference. All right. Uh, was there anything <laughs> else you want to talk about? Uh, no. Probably. Probably. We'll act it. three. we We're gonna make We're going to make it 30 seconds. Cool. All right. No, the a Theater is great. moment. go see it. It's
2: fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's no, like great. Is
1: that your catchphrase?
2: It's fine. It's, it's yeah, I just fine. think it's funny. I, it's I actually fine. really like, uh, I really like non-descriptive words. I really like the words <laughs> good and bad used mm. in like a really dramatic context. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. Because <laughs> it. It. it says it's nothing. Funny. It conveys conveys no yeah. information. Mm-hmm. It's just such a, sh- I don't know. I don't know if that's entertaining to anybody else. but like that like, back like, and <laughs> forth happens in
1: every act three where I'm like, that's a great movie, and Kevin goes, "It's fine." Like, <laughs> or, like or, or or I go like, "Oh man, like that! I love this episode." It's fine. And I'm like, Kevin. Yeah, it's funny because yeah, it just I it know. like undermines everything you just said, and I'm like, know. I'm just like, what? <laughs> and I can't. I don't know. Um, I love it. <laughs> great. Uh, what's what's? Uh, you, you got something? I can see um, you are reading your, your let's notebook. Let's see. Yeah, so. I'm
0: looking at my notebook. Um. So this is the section where we talk about music more, or or right. whatever the yeah what, topic what, is what, more about, band, yeah, what are we Yeah, yeah. I mean, what about? are you listening to right now?
2: Uh, That's a, a lot. I'll just I'll throw off a, a bunch. Yeah. I would say so. My favorite album of all time right now is We Cool by Jeff Rosenstock. That if you want to know like the sound I aspire to have and like how what I like about lyrics, what I like about. Song structure, what I like about production. Go listen to We Cool by Jeff Rosenstock. So We fucking Cool, good. Like, like, we are cool. It's like, we cool. It's got a it's okay. question mark. Okay. And it's uh, cool. <laughs> such a damn good album. Uh-huh. Uh, so Jeff Rosenstock, he used to be in Bomb Music Industry, which is... Uh, I have been kinda, I actually didn't listen to them before Jeff Rosenstock, but they're, they're like this kind of punk ska band. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much like the same stuff, and it's like really DIY. Um, and it's more hit or miss, but Vacation. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this other album. It's like Adults. Uh, Shit hammered and excited by nothing, or something like that, is the name no. of the album, and uh, something like that. Those two albums. Are what, really what, are good. Your,
1: what are your? I want to know your music guilty pleasures. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Wait,
2: let me let me let me give you my, my big hits first. Okay, uh, fine. Okay. Actually, the, the, they're all they're the scattered non, all around my the room. The non guilty uh, pleasures. Hard Girls is this really great punk band from San Jose uh-huh. that I'm into. Mm-hmm. Uh, this MOBO, mobo thing that everyone's questioning is yeah. uh, all the time is mo- it stands for modern baseball, which I really like. They're mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they're part of the emo revival, um, which is a really stupid <laughs> term,
1: uh, but emo, they're really good. Emo back.
2: revival. I, I really like the front bottoms. Uh, I I would say my songwriting has been extremely influenced by like say anything. Uh-huh. Um, uh, who else? I'm going to forget. Oh, Laura Stevenson, uh, who I've brought up yeah. mm-hmm. several yeah. times. Yeah, I saw her last yeah. week actually at Barboza, which is, oh, uh, wow. it's yeah. underneath Numos and yeah. I've never been there. Mm-hmm. It's this cool little bar and uh, it's fucking yeah, great. great. Yeah. See Laura Stevenson. She's so good. Uh, I'm going to like miss one of my favorite all time bands. Uh, the matches are really good. They've stuck with me since sixth grade. Right. Um, They've stuck with you? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Uh, You've stuck with them, I think. Well, they've stuck with me. And uh, David Bazan, I'm looking at the wall. because <laughs> I'm just like, what, what are my favorite bands? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Me Without You uh, is another one of my all-time favorite bands. He's the best lyricist of all time, Aaron Weiss. Uh, I, they're hard to recommend to everybody because the music right. is probably not for everybody, but mm-hmm. his lyrics by far the best that's not mm-hmm. even competition if you disagree with me you're wrong <laughs> Objectively wrong. <isn't>, I, <laughs> I don't write lyrics like him i can't right. like he's so it's just intricate and mm-hmm. like metaphorical and beautiful and like says mm-hmm. so many things and i love it yeah. uh i've done li- me and my friends had listening parties for like every one of their albums oh and really like, wow, we awesome. just read along awesome. and like analyzed it and it's it's was great. And you can't do that for everything. Uh, yeah, that's true. Definitely. Don't do that for my lyrics, because they're not, they're not <laughs> that intricate. But... uh Broke by... What's the new party? <laughs> All right. <laughs>
1: Anyways, yeah,
2: this was, those were my... Like, I want, my yeah.
1: Marina, I want to know your guilty pleasures. Marina, I want to know yours, too. <laughs> oh,
0: man, I don't
2: even... Guilty pleasures. Of uh, first. Uh, what's, what's your gut re- What's your uh,
0: gut reaction?
1: Oh,
3: Bowling for Soup
2: is probably the biggest one. Because it's I actually guess. a guilty
0: pleasure. That's just... that's just just
2: be a I pleasure. think we, we might have talked about this already. But, like, Bowling for Soup actually... They've also stuck with me since sixth grade, and they're like objectively bad, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I I, love I can for still listen to them yeah. and like in- actively enjoy. It. There's a yeah. lot of guilty pleasures. I'll go uh. back and be like, "Isn't it hilarious that yeah. I used to like this and mm-hmm. I still kind of do from nostalgia?" Mm-hmm. Bowling for Soup," I still just genuinely still enjoy. enjoy. Mm-hmm. I know you're a One Direction. Are you a One Direction fan? I, yeah. Is that yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, like it's it's half ironic, but they oh. actually have. I think okay, this is actually a big thing for me. We cut this out of Marina's episode, I think, um, because it was just me talking for a long time. <laughs> but
3: now it's my episode. now it's your episode. You
0: can do whatever you want. It's my
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I used to be like just on principle opposed to a lot of pop music. I was like, it's uh-huh. stupid. Mm-hmm. I hate pop music. Yeah. I hate pop production. Mm-hmm. And I still kind of hate pop production, like at least uh, like contemporary pop mm-hmm. production. Right. Like, uh, One Direction songs are produced horribly. They're like shiny and like plasticky. Shiny. And gross. Yeah, that's a good way um, to describe it. But there was, there was this moment where I was just like, where I, I made the shift to kind of like enjoy pop music was. Um, I realized I really like some of the riffs in like One Direction songs. Mm-hmm. Like that, my friend played me the guitar, like the, just the guitar part, and he's like, "If you wrote this, like, wouldn't you like it?" And I was like, "Yeah, I would. Like, mm-hmm. that's a great riff." Yeah, man, and I uh, so I couldn't dislike mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, I know my two favorite, like, I, I pick and choose One Direction songs because some of them right. are, just, are just garbage. Oh well, yeah. Um, but a lot of them are really good, and there's uh, I really like happily happily is a fucking banger uh-huh. and uh <laughs> another banger is girl almighty uh those are my two favorite one direction songs and nice. i will stand by them
1: uh you said really on the it. last episode that uh shawn of the dead is like you
2: see, yeah you it's it my old like time my movie. old yeah i think it's a perfect yeah. movie perfect movie yeah i think it's a perfect movie yeah. have you seen
0: yeah. it yeah oh yeah,
2: Shaun yeah. Of the yeah oh yeah it's my you favorite give it, movie you're 100 on rotten tomatoes oh i would yeah. i think it deserves it it doesn't I, have it but i think
1: i would i think i would give it 94 percent
2: I would maybe give it 99%. 95 But it's, like, basically, I don't know. For my taste in a movie, like, I think it's... Uh, I don't know. I, it's not a movie I would make, actually. Um, okay. Which mm-hmm. I... It, not that I'm going to ever make a movie, but uh, I would like to. Um, <laughs> but, like, if I made a movie, it wouldn't look like Shaun of the Dead. Um, I'm actually much more interested in TV in general. But uh, I, lo- I just like it. Because it, it's, like, this weird kind of surreal thing. And I love his editing. Like, Edgar Wright is by right, far my yeah. favorite director. and I think the editing that happens in his films is so interesting. And, mm-hmm. like... Um, sound design is really interesting in his movies um, he's, just all good. he's just a good he's just a good filmmaker exactly. my um, biggest problem with Shaun of
1: the Dead is actually the title of the film because it makes really? it seem because because the movie called Don of the Dead. It's so funny, right? It's it's shot so that funny. It makes it seem like it's a parody film. It's not a parody no. film. It's a yeah. it's a it's a real zombie yeah. like mm-hmm. apocalypse movie. It's Got right? its own f- mm-hmm. like
2: share of scares, and right? Brooms.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's like real moments. The perfect in it. amount. <laughs> it's, it's not like a <laughs> yeah, the perfect amount. Uh, but it's not like oh, we're making fun of zombie films. It's not that really. Mm-hmm. But then, mm-hmm. but, but the it's title somewhere makes in it tween. Yeah. The title makes it seem like it's like almost like a. Scary movie mm-hmm. kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. No. I don't know why that. I saw I, that. I, I fully expected it to be like a, like a slapstick kind of a thing with mm-hmm. Shaun of the dead
2: mm-hmm. Well, I, I remember when I first saw it. I must have been early high school. Um, maybe even younger. When, I, when did I, it I
0: don't, come out? Was it two thousand four? Gotta be early two thousands. Yeah. I think it was
2: two thousand four, which means I was like twelve. So I think I might have been in middle school when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. And I remember like just thinking, oh, it's just a movie. Like I didn't think anything like in particular of it. I just thought it was like. Kind of funny, kind of cool, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it wasn't until I was older that I really like appreciated the cinematography, the editing, like everything about it. And what I really love about Edgar Wright's Cornetto trilogy, which is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and at, at the or the World's End, the whatever World's End, it was, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. not at World's End, which is uh, uh, Pirates of the, the Caribbean, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, But what I love is like, um, and I think that that's the order I like them in too: is mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead, Hot yeah. Fuzz, uh, at World's End uh or the the world (laughs) god damn it not not pirates of the caribbean (laughs) Uh, it's the third they're both the third movie in the trilogy Mm -hmm. but it's a thematic trilogy but what i love is like he has this character that's like kind of flawed and shitty Uh um but like endearing and then by the end of the movie they've like it's kind of a two steps forward one step back thing like they go Mm -hmm. undergo this big like traumatic thing crazy experience um kind of surreal Mm -hmm. uh experience and then they've it's kind of taught them something, but they're also at their core kind of a flawed person. And so they always have this book every each one of the movies has this bookend where they kind of, Show the character oh, like right. in their, in their, like where where they're mm-hmm. at in their life. And it's always, the end is always like, they've kind of learned something, but they're still not really, not right. really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love
1: that. I have
0: yeah. never thought of that, but that's totally true. <laughs>
2: Should we get to the takeaway? That's, I was going to
1: say <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Right. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. You yeah. you can, you, why don't okay. you say it? Marina, you Should we say get it?
0: to the takeaway? Well, that's yeah. A, that that's sounds a great, great idea. Let's oh, get
2: to yeah. the takeaway. Thank, yeah. I'm glad you guys remembered. I would have forgot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, what's your big takeaway um i alluded to it i think you kind of stole it uh and I'm it was sorry. when we were in a com class together i gave a speech uh-huh. on it and i kind of chose this like i i kind of wanted to do a cheesy topic just because we had to do like an inspirational speech on like, uh-huh. that sounds stupid um but then i, <laughs> and I made 101? it was, it was like, like, three thirty uh, 33 something it was actually a yeah. higher yeah, it was like in front of com. advanced public yeah. speaking oh, advanced yeah. public yeah. speaking. i remember i did
1: magic tricks for one of yeah <laughs> you did, did yeah anyway. um
2: it was a fun it was a really fun yeah, class fun but this. uh the title of my thing was, like, just do it. And, like, I even made a Nike joke because it, mm. it went over super well. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I I actually believe this. Like, the I think the biggest, uh, like, the biggest reason people don't do creative things is because they, like, wait for the stars to align. And I did this, too, where um, I had all these ideas and, like, all these things I wanted mm-hmm. to make. And I was like, oh, but I'm not, like... I'm not, like, good enough at this. Or, mm-hmm. oh, like, I just don't have the opportunity to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I'm mm-hmm. busy right now. And um, there's, all, like, a million reasons not to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like, luck has to do with everything. And, like, like you have to... To be in a place where you can do things, you kind of have to be a little bit lucky. There's, like, circumstantial mm-hmm. stuff. But, like, if you have any opportunity at all, like, just do it. Just start doing stuff. Like, start mm-hmm. writing lyrics. Uh, I, I remember I was... 17, and I think I hadn't played like learned guitar. And I was like, I've just like missed my chance. Like, you Mm -hmm. have to start guitar when you're like 12, yeah, Uh Mm -hmm. and you don't. You can start at like 50 and Mm -hmm. and learn guitar, Uh and Mm -hmm. uh just start doing it. And, and now I'm at the place where I can play in front of people. And if mm-hmm. I hadn't made that like start to do it, I, I never would have. And like, mm-hmm. if I hadn't tried to audition for satellite, uh, if I had been like John and like got cold feet or whatever, I didn't get,
1: uh, I'm going to blame Austin John.
2: Harry for telling me the wrong
1: day. He told me it was like o- just... October 12th and like October 10th. I'm like, I'm so excited. And somewhere was like, it was September 12th. And <laughs> I was like, what? Yep.
2: Anyway, no, I'm like, just... I'm giving you not, a hard time. But, like, if I hadn't, like, just done that, if I had been afraid and like, I'm not good enough at improv yet, I should audition mm-hmm. later, like, like be, to be okay with failure... And, like, this is something I still need to do with uh, stand-up. Like, mm-hmm. and I did this at first. It was, like, the kind of thing of, oh, I'm just going to go and do it. And I signed up for Last Comic Standing without ever having done stand-up before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, like, don't feel like you have to be good enough because you learn so much more from failure. Like, just mm-hmm. start doing things. Mm-hmm. And that... I don't know, that... That's what, like, in- has inspired me about, like, a lot of punk rock is, like, kind of follows this DIY thing. And I I, I love that it because it's, like, um, back home, we weren't getting shows. Even when you're a nobody, it's hard to book shows here. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have any connections, so it's mm-hmm. really hard to book shows. So just do your own shows. Do a house show. It's a mm-hmm. lot of work, and it's hard to set up, and it's scary. But, like, just do it. Super
0: fun. Uh, I mean, like, this yeah. podcast
1: could – because it could have easily just still been in the works. Oh, totally. You know, mm-hmm. just because we have no podcasting experience. We could have still, six months later, been like, uh, so, like – the process. Do Does that, that sound like a good yeah. name? Yeah.
2: I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, total. Well, and like, like with like, my YouTube channel too, right? I was like I I don't have the equipment I want. Like I didn't have the microphone. Mm-hmm. I didn't have like you know, we didn't have a microphone that we wanted for the process. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> use what you've got. Like yeah. if you have better stuff, great, use that. If you have an opportunity to get better stuff, do it. But like use what you have and if you put it out there and it sucks, well, you learned a lot. Like do better next time. Mm-hmm. And so like my, the, first year of things that I put on my YouTube channel. I hate, I hate like all of it now, mm-hmm. but I'm so happy I put it out there. Cause it's like, if you, it, you can get so caught up in like perfecting something mm-hmm. until the point where you're just like, well, I'm never going to put this out. And right. I, mm-hmm. I've definitely done that like so mm-hmm. many times. Um, but if you just like, s- just do it mm-hmm. like Nike says, just do it. uh, it, it, like they, you'll just get better. And eventually you'll be doing stuff that you're really proud of. And that over, you know, years has, Developed into something that's worthwhile and interesting. Not that I've uh-huh. necessarily gotten there yet, but like I feel like at least <laughs> f- compared to where I was, right. I listened to a track I recorded like five years ago um, before I could play guitar, and like my friend did the guitar, and I just sang so bad. Like I, I, I was <laughs> off <laughs> <So> pitch. <bad. laughs> I was off pitch. The song was bad. Like it was just bad. Mm-hmm. I was like. And, I'm, and i uh, and now i'm still critical of myself but i'm like listening to it i'm like okay at least i can notice like yeah. if i'm mm-hmm. still dissatisfied now at least i can see like where i've come from mm-hmm. like five years ago and uh how much i've improved and so I don't know. all right that
3: was, cool that was a great that take was a long windy yeah. take
2: away. no it's awesome. like, I, 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 I love it i'm sorry it is. i talked no, a lot it's good, it's good. Next, yeah you should
1: be sorry oh now i can just okay. uh Maybe sit there relax yeah. well kevin thanks for oh. thanks for coming all the way down here
2: it's <laughs> my bedroom.
1: All the down, yeah. Yeah, Marina, thank you. Yeah, thank you Marina. for asking. Oh, yeah, plugs. Me. Plug away.
2: I don't think we have half an hour. Uh, uh shoot. Okay, uh, really quick. May 12th, Uh, there's a 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. at the Upfront Theater. Uh, Rehashing old shit with Jane Mitchell. I'm going oh, to be there. Oh, John's going to be it's, in that. Oh, John's going to be yeah. in that. Uh, it's just us arguing, basically, uh, right. uh, right. about cheesy bread that I threw out. Yes. Don't have to worry about that too much. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. Uh... Improvised thought was last week, so never mind. Don't don't worry about yeah. that. I mean, uh, even
1: more important, the process live. Yeah, the second plus Is that important? It, I think it's important. Uh, it's okay. I'm the host of this show,
2: and I say it's important. Marina's it. gonna. Marina's gonna. Do you think it's important?
0: You're yes Yes, it. it's important.
2: See there you go. Well, you're the host.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be good. Oh, you should I, come see I, I it. I thought you
1: were gonna say it's fine. <laughs> um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. May 19th, the process live at the Upfront Theater. Come check it out. 10 mm-hmm. 10 p.m. Five dollar. Should be there.
2: All the guests are going to be there. All except Benjamin Cravo, who we thought about Skyping in, but we're not going to do that. Nope. Uh, Not Katie Heath. Um, Marina's going to be there.
3: I'm going to be there. Marina's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Don's going to be there. there. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, And then Jake Betterman's a maybe. Everybody else that's ever been on the show is going to be in it.
3: All
0: right. Oh, yes. Actually, no,
2: that's not true. Um, Anna from last week is not going to be in it. Oh, okay. We cut off arbitrarily at 15, just so we could, like, promote it. Makes sense.
1: But yeah, that makes sense. Okay, she's uh, the only one. Uh, Any I, I feel bad
2: about it now that I've said it.
0: Not <laughs> for me. I wish, but. Uh...
2: All right. Oh, hopefully my album's out. Oh man, that's gonna make the album the episode longer. Hopefully you heard my beautiful tunes. Yes. Uh, I, I'm gonna the EP's not gonna be out, but maybe I'll have pre- like finished one or two songs to put in there.
0: I'm in like the same boat. Yeah. Like, right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see.
1: So just keep your keep your eyes peeled.
0: Google our names, but don't keep your hopes up. <laughs> yeah. Basically is what we're trying to say. All
1: right, Marina, can you do me a favor and, and tell me to hit that button?
0: Hit that button. Right on. All right.
2: <laughs> Thanks for listening to. That episode of the process. This is a great episode. Eh, it was fine. What? I talk I talk a lot. I talk a lot. Uh this is not the conversational opening. We gotta we oh, gotta close fine. up. Uh right. if you enjoyed what you <laughs> heard here today, uh you can like our Facebook page over at the face the face, I do that sometimes. Yeah. Over at facebook.com slash the process with John and Kevin. You can subscribe on SoundCloud uh, or any podcasting app. Just look up the process with John and Kevin. Make
1: sure to look up for the process live. May nineteenth. At the Upfront Theater. It's only $5. 5, 10
2: 10, p.m. 10 p.m. Uh, We're going to have a ton of guests. Doing stand-up improv music. Uh, Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Next uh, week. Look uh, out next
1: week for comedian Timmy Riney.
2: Yeah, it's going to be great. We literally just recorded that right now. Yeah, it was a great episode. (laughs) It's great. All right. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks.